Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag where we have seen trials and tribulations within the Opera House. Yes, I would like to introduce you to Lot 666, where three age statues stand here once, many years ago, where they would review movies that were deemed pretty good, pretty bad, but just right down the middle. This statue here, bring it back to life. I'm James. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, hi, I'm Matt. I'm Cassandra. Oh my gosh, and it's like the world wow, around wow, us wow, is suddenly wow, wow, wow. It was so funny because you could hear just like the low chuckles of some ghosts in the ether. So I bet you could say you could hear the moment where James stopped knowing where the thing just was going to go. Well, you can kind hear... of good, kind of bad. Listener, you can hear me go from trying to do a phantom impression to being like, no, I'm not nailing this, but I can That's do right. old right. stuffy yeah. man. Yeah. We'll see if they nailed it here. I mean, I, I think one of the challenges I'm going to give for us all is to, to just type ourselves to say which character would be cast in, in this in this in a production of this film. Uh, but should we start in just by <laughs> talking about some other stuff first before we move on to our, our main main film? Um, how's how, it pretty going? How are we? I'm good. Well, I feel like I've 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 been risen back to life. You know, I've, I've good. I've been oh, rejuvenated. Bring me to life. You know, I was a statue and now I'm free. Yeah. Um, Your joints are all just cracking. Yeah. yeah. Getting back into the. Uh, but yeah, I'm good. You know, it's a, it's a. We're recording a little bit ahead of schedule, so everything. Not every day really. is different. No, we're actually behind schedule. Yeah. Supposed to do it on the oh, weekend. <laughs> keep the curtain closed. Oh, it's alright. Yeah, this yeah. this will be out on the regular day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's going well. I've finished my big like university contract of marking, which is great. Oh, it just hey, means nice. a lot more day chilling. Uh, for the next week or so uh, while I also do other jobs but not having to have 60 students essays to mark uh, is, is a great thing to not have hanging over you anymore yeah no it's been good um Wellington apart from tonight mm. has been very good weather wise we have yes. been like been feeling treated. that summer getting um, that solar power yeah Lord with an e um, you know, hitting the beach as I did on Sunday. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I spent four hours, got some food, went straight to bed. Mm. And nice. th- that's the, the power of solar. Mm. <laughs> I like how that you're like, ah, oh, I was so, re- so revived and rejuvenated. I went to sleep early. I want, I, <laughs> look, yeah. getting both. That's a mood. Yeah. It is. It's like getting all that vitamin D, but also <laughs> having your energy all spent by the, by the power of the sun. Yeah. yeah. We got nice. to sit outside on the balcony with a gin and tonic. Yeah. Just as good. I made yeah. elderflower cordial from our elderflower tree. Mm. And um, we got a cat on the way. Oh, also, I was going to say, the good thing about the beach is you can kind of drink, actually. Mm. Yeah. Which is... Depending on particular ones, but most exactly, of the beaches yeah. are not in the no alcohol zone. So Which is you can just, you pretty can. good. Mm. Yeah. 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 A Think about that, everyone, listeners. Yeah, look. If you... <laughs> Think about how you're going to spend your summer. Yeah. Um, and think about how you're going to spend your week with your entertainment. 
It's really important to be considerate of your entertainment, and we've got some reckons right here with Pop Corner. Pop, 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 pop corner. Pop, pop, pop. That's a really good PSA for entertainment. It's yeah. re- it's a Have really it's, it's dying, yourself? I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think people aren't doing a lot of entertainment. You're not these entertaining days. yourself enough. Yeah. You really should. Um uh, I'll I'll jump in first, I guess. I yeah. mean Yeah, yeah. Um I have a couple things to talk about. Um first thing is not really so much a, a pop corner in my usual sense of bringing uh, things that I've watched or read or listened to, but just a, just a, a topic for discussion. Okay. Um which is is the casting of the new Wicked film. Oh, that was oh. that was going to be my pop corner. Ah, but, oh, here we I go. Just feel top like of mine, top given, of mine. Given the circumstances and the, yeah. the content of this podcast, I figured we we may as well discuss. So, yeah. um yeah, the casting's been announced. We've got Cynthia, Ar- Cynthia Arrivo as Alphaba. Yeah. And Ariana Grande as Glinda. Yeah. Um, I mean, I personally kind of, I feel like the casting of Wicked, you can do what you want because mm. Wicked is very weird and it's going to be a real strange film. And I, James, I, I've learned, has never seen or listened to the full soundtrack of Wicked, no. does yeah. not know the plot. And so I am just Neither. really excited <laughs> for when the three of us go to see it in the cinemas yeah, and then record sure. a podcast immediately afterwards. And I, you guys can be yeah. can experience the insane plot Cass has tried to describe it to me. It's similar to that Dear Evan Hansen thing where you realize it's not about a gay guy. It's about, like, gaslighting. Wait, what, well, do, you what, what do you think about... Wicked would be about a gay guy? No, no, sorry. Maybe Alpha Bay. A to C. Uh, when people thought Dear Evan Hansen was about right. something. Yeah. yeah. Um, for Wicked, yeah, you were. What did you think it you was? You assume about? it's about Oz and stuff, but I. I it I, is about Oz and oh, stuff. Yeah. I oh, expected, but... like, a way more pedestrian plot. And, yeah, I, There's I a lot of can't plot. recall how it happens, but. Um, some wild stuff. Some like wild stuff. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, they're both. I, yeah. I actually like this casting. I think it's going to be yeah. pretty good. Because I was like, out of all the options, I was like, not bad. Yeah. I, I, was kind of, I have faith in Ariana Grande. Yeah. In this. I feel like I she, was, can, she can enunciate better than she does in her songs. Yeah. Like, she can, she can do it. I always thought Ariana had a role. Hmm. Um, or like that age range. I was first like, I was like, Cynthia, she's a bit old. But like, but she's also, also the similar age that Idina and Kristen yeah, were. I guess. I'm just like, what she brings is prestige yeah. to, mm. to the production, you know? Like there'll be, yeah. you know, more eyes on it. Mm. I thought, um, I heard, you know, like, I don't know, like the... There was like rumblings of who was getting far in the casting mm. process and stuff. I thought Dove Cameron was gonna have a role. I have heard this. I do not know who this is. But... I'm only like kind of. I'm. I think I'm past her generation. She yeah. did Descendants with um, yes. Kristen Chenoweth, and apparently she's like all I know her from is from that show. And there's this clip of Jennifer Hudson say- saying, "Sing, Dove, sing." <laughs> So good. So if Jennifer so she can yeah, so she can sing clearly. So I thought she'd be like with Ariana, but I guess, you know, um, yeah, I think Cynthia is a bit more excited. It sounds like they're finally correcting the great wrong of the Wicked show, which is that it's been on Broadway since two thousand and four, and they have never had a black alphabet, despite the fact that like discrimination for her skin color is like a big part of the (laughs) show. Uh, Yeah, it's it's always been a very big misstep. She can sing the role, yeah, and we'll do some more exciting and bigger things. I think the thing is, Adina Menzel's not that good a singer. Like she's kind of fine. Who? Adina Menzel is like. Oh yeah, she's like. She's got a rock voice. She, yeah, is, is an inconsistent performer, I think. Mm. Cynthia Erivo is like, I think it's, a, a it's very, really very exciting for like, yeah, mainstream audiences who probably don't know who she is are just going to be bowled yeah. over by how talented she is. It feels, <laughs> I don't know, rough on her, but she's like played like 
this is going to be like her second character who is like canonically like ugly um like in the color purple yeah true <laughs> she, like, like, it's like oh she's so That's ugly looking woman yeah it's <laughs> like she's know. beautiful um if you haven't seen her in widows by the way she runs fast <laughs> i was gonna say she I does just... run have you seen oh. like i feel like there was a point where i think her like instagram or something it's just her doing workouts yeah and, yeah like, honestly yeah. she is like she can do like what are those? I can't even remember. They call pull-ups. Yeah, <laughs> that's how much I know about just, exercise. Just imagine, I just imagine Cass's mime <laughs> pulling up. Yeah, it's funnier she than can do what lots you imagine. I, I can't even. I can't even conceive she of what one thing might where need she to lifts do. Her body. <laughs> I can't even think like think about the idea of me doing one pull-up. Yeah. I think it would take me a year to work up to one yeah. pull-up, yeah. and then I would have to collapse. I thought she was fabulous in. Um, Bad times at the El Royale. Oh yeah, she was really good in that. that well, even though, first, like, like, even though I fell asleep in that movie. Yeah, it's not a great movie. I think she's good in it. Um, I liked that. It. it was fine. I just was tired. Mixed um, bag, mixed bag. Maybe, oh. maybe you could watch Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, she's not without controversy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> think about that. But, but, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I yeah, it's yeah. exciting. Like the more like. When I saw the announcement, I was like, oh, I thought they were going to go with at least one unknown person mm. because they don't really need these this people. Is the but thing. it's like the thing with like recent film adaptations of musicals, it's like when they do go with an unknown person, I'm always just floored by why they chose that unknown that's person. That's true. And it's always though, really weird. And we'll it's talk like, about it. We'll talk about it. Even though the person <laughs> they chose one. for like West Side Story seems like she could be good. Rachel oh, she Actually, I think yeah. she'll be she's good. good. She's, yeah. She'll be yeah. good. Like I've seen her sing. I've seen like, yeah. you know, she yeah. should be good. But I think I'm thinking back to like the prom where it's like, why do we oh, get yeah, that what main the girl yeah. who looks just similar to the actual person from Broadway, weird. but we don't know her. Like why... We just not cast her. the Broadway person. It's anyway. It's that sort of thing. Yeah, where it's, it's really so mystifying funny that they do that in musicals. Yeah. yeah, and it's like just cast the person from the Broadway. Yeah, if you're gonna choose an do unknown, the West End. yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's um, not all about image. It's it's good. I mean, like once once it settled, I was like, I really like this casting because Ariana Grande is gonna. First of all, the music musical is already like widely known but yeah. she's gonna bring like a, a lot more mainstream appeal to it yeah. and cynthia is g- gonna bring a lot of prestige to it yeah which is nice i'm worried about casting of the other roles i'm not yeah. even familiar with the other Who roles I there look... else so i there's the wizard professor role or wizard, wizard okay. uh dr dillamond is the goat People professor i say madame marble fiero bock mesa rose those are all the main characters <laughs> Um, so like Andre de Shields as the wizard I've heard coming around love, I think it would be fantastic I just yeah um, is, he, is it a similar role to Wizard of Oz of like kind yeah, of a trickster it's, it's uh, Joel Grey played it originally it's a very speak oh, singing cool. kind of role nice. the, the um, funny thing is like that, that petition of going around of James Corden to stay in it. don't be the wizard yeah yeah, I yeah. don't think there's even a role James Corden could I be just, in it. I mean, like, he's in every musical. Is yeah. there the, there's no lion or anything? I just, like... Yeah, not really. I, I don't think right. he's going to be in it, but my... Uh, you know, I've kind of grown tired of this art persona of late as Billy Porter. <laughs> Plays the role the same... Exactly, he's a lot, and you know, he's sort of similar. There was yeah, that Twitter yeah, yeah. impersonation going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then there's one of Lin-Manuel as well that was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Both very accurate. Also, should not be in it, but I don't, no, again, exactly. I don't think They're who, not, who yeah. would you be but I think There's Billy, not really a role for a man of that Billy age. I think Billy Porter like, could be in it, possibly. As the wizard or something. They could cast maybe. him. But yeah. I don't know. As Madame know. Morrible in drag, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I think they're going to go for a grand dame for that one. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. They'll go, or they'll go for Kristen. 
Oh, that, you know, yeah, 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 for like sure. A, yeah. a little cameo role. I was thinking for Fiero, who would be like, because I heard, I, I don't actually know this this musical that much, but I was like, it has to be someone feasible as both um, a love interest for both yeah. Glinda and Elphaba. So okay. like someone in the middle of like Ariana and, yeah. and Cynthia. So I was like, Anthony Ramos. E- yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Like, I yeah. could see him for both of them. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. he's also been directed by John Chu already. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like probably it's like, yeah, 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 just yeah. come on in. It's in the like, yeah. Yeah. I'm sad in the Heights did so badly. Do you see that yeah. post by Taylor Louderman? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel her. like I feel bad for her. It's a little bit she, cringe. It's a little bit cringe, but also she was just in her feelings and she's allowed to feel so like she's this, sad. So this, this Broadway, Broadway actress, actress she, was she, in, posted, she was in Mean Girls, right? Yeah, she's been in a few things like that. Yeah. I just know her as Regina George. She oh. got Tony nominated for that. Yeah, she's she's very much a Glinda type anyway. And she so said I think she, she got far in she, the She in the did a lot of process. casting. She did a lot of auditions. And so she did a post being like, hey, I'm just really upset, you know, because I, you know, I had really sort of didn't realize how much I had hoped that I'd got this role until I saw the casting her, like, Oh, I did see that. And I was like, no, And no. I'm like, it's a little bit cringe. But also, I think I, the face I, to I, me I was... I feel bad for I know, I do feel bad for you know... And it's, I mean, I feel bad for Amanda Seyfried because did you see the the thing that was going around? <laughs> no. She did, did an interview like a year ago where she's just like, I'm just gunning for Glinda. I really want to get Glinda. I've been going around telling people like, you know, I'll just come up to them in the store and be like, I, you know, I really want Glinda. And I'm just sort of putting it out there <laughs> in the universe to manifest it. And it's like, oh no. It's like, Girl, she won't say crash. that in the interview. Yeah. Like, I mean, Ariana's been gunning for Glinda for a while now, so, but definitely a lot more lucky than Amanda then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, I'll have to find a quote for you and send it because it was, it's quite funny. <laughs> Like, oh, it's like too much Amanda. It's frustrating when it's like there's clearly a good case. Like when Lizzo was lobbying for like um, Ursula, Ursula. Yeah. and I was like, yeah, she's great. fucking rule. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know about her acting ability. I want I want someone who can do both. I'm not sure about her acting mm. ability yet. Yeah, she didn't. Because yeah. that's a big she role. She wasn't a lot in Hustlers. She, she didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. She was like, hey. she was just I mean, like, give me Cardi B as Ursula. Fuck yes. <laughs> that would be, fun. That'd That'd be, be so cool. fun. And she's already proved herself to me in Hustlers in the same <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Give me Jennifer Lopez as, as Ursula. <laughs> yes. I'm down. Yeah. But I guess she has to be bigger. You, gotta, so you, wanna, you, you, wanna, be, you want a plus yeah. size woman for Ursula. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just got reminded of Constance Wu when she got recast <laughs> in Fresh Off the Boat and she was like, fuck. Do you no, remember that? No, yeah, she, no, she, when she got, so it got, re- it got renewed. It got yeah, renewed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, congratulations. People, people congr- saying like, wow, your season got renewed. She's like, no, not happy. <laughs> 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 to be like, I'm sorry, I am happy, but this means I have to do yes. another job. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my iconic. final verdict is uh, good. Yeah. I like it. Oh, I like uh, we, it. We are watching with interest. We are yes. watching for a future mixed film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my other thing I wanted to talk about, um, you know, similarly has humanoid animals, um, which was the film <laughs> Lamb, <laughs> which oh, right. uh, James and I went to see. Wait, Wicked has humanoid animals. Oh, oh yeah. That's. Looking Again, forward to looking it. Looking forward to it, guys. Goats, is that right? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a talking goat man. There's, in fact, it's an entire political aspect of the play, but it's anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they really like to go off for the cowardly lion and just extrapolate. And there's a lot of extrapolation that happens. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we saw uh, the Icelandic film mm. Lamb mm. Um, with Numi Rapace. Yeah, yeah. Which directed is by Bjork. A very interesting. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I can't remember who it was directed by. Actually, it was some some person. York is the only person from Iceland. The other one. <laughs> it was written by somebody somebody who is one of Björk's co-writers. Yeah. Though. Oh really? Like, there you yeah, go. I, wow. just, I looked it up. Everyone after. in Iceland. They're all friends with Björk. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Everyone's a daughter. Yeah. You know, yeah. and a son, a son. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's a very interesting. James sort of sold it to me as, "Oh, it's a horror movie, but not that scary." So I went into it with a lot of t- trepidation because I'm not a horror movie hey, person, as what, you know. Watch hey, that she trailer. Was, she was sheepish like coming. I was sheepish coming in. Yeah. Um, I'll just tell anybody out there: it is not a horror film. Don't be scared. <laughs> so it's a lamb um, and kind of a, It's, it's like a, a dark drama. fairy tale drama, yeah. I would say. Nice. It sort of feels like kind of a. Uh, like um like a modern fable kind of thing yeah and basically it's about there's this couple that are living on a farm um a sheep farm and just generally um well something is they've got something something that's happened wrong wrong in the past but they generally have a fairly happy marriage and have a like stable sort of life on this farm and then one day uh one of the sheep gives birth to a uh sheep that has a human body um which who's been straying yeah and it's like when the birth happens it's just a series of looks yeah we do not see the body for ages yeah um but i feel like i instantly was like this is a sheep with a human body like (laughs) i'm like oh yeah i got i get what's happening oh damn yeah. Um, and yeah, so then they You're adopt the, this little child uh, and, and they call it Ada um, after <laughs> their own child we learn who they lost um, and they, they start raising it as their own. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is very like interesting. I don't know if it totally, totally won me over it. There were certain points where I was like, this is a bit, a bit too slow yeah. or mm. like, you know, there were some points at the end I felt that we, we thought there was a, there's a really good kind of reveal thing at the end and then mm. it kind of just drags out a little bit and you're like, okay, let's wrap this up. Um, but I thought there was some really awesome, like, interesting imagery. I felt like the tone of it was really beautifully handled. It feels very interestingly pastoral. Like, oh, yeah. I love every pastoral. time they're just like, you know, putting bread on the, like butter butter on their bread and like making yeah. coffee in the little house. I'm like, I like yeah. having a little house. Yeah, like, it's like strangely, like, pastoral low- is very ideal, but like in practice, not so ideal. Yeah, <laughs> it's like strangely like, low key land, for like such a premise. You're like, yeah. Oh. Um, and yeah, it's just really an interesting sort of story about this this couple i feel like there are a lot of really like more boring choices that this film could have made Mm -hmm. with the premise that it it doesn't make um and so i was just sort of felt like i was being surprised watching it throughout like oh i you know the immediate thing would be one of the couple like the mother wants to keep the baby the dad thinks that it's a monster you know and there's a tension but instead they're both very like much committed parents yeah um there's a third character that comes in at one point um and they do some really interesting things with that character as well and Mm. again i was like okay this is where it's going and then it sort of surprised me which was really cool yeah um yeah it's definitely worth checking out if you see it i think um yeah yeah. and there's also just like the special effects of this little lamb baby um awesome and there were like 17 kids or something that (laughs) it was funny we're watching the credits for whatever reason they had not subtitled the credits so it's just like icelandic words and we're watching (laughs) on the screen and they got to the bit where it just says ada and then it's like screams like 10 children's names (laughs) (laughs) so they clearly had it could be sheep i'm assuming these aren't sheep that have got first names (laughs) and surnames but maybe that's how they do sheep in iceland i don't know yeah, um, that's how they do sheep. <laughs> yes, there's another thing. Another, at no point is there any question of like, <laughs> yeah. oh, did yeah, you yeah. father the sheep? <laughs> yeah. the sheep. No sheep yeah. Never comes up. Yeah. Um, it would in New it Zealand. It would in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. That would be the first and only thing. 
Um, but yeah, it's a smarter film than I think you think yeah. it's going to be. Um, and I felt like I knew and a more touching a, film. Like yeah. it's a really kind of very That's emotionally true. like quite sort yeah. of heartfelt film. And I felt like um, I knew the interiority of like Ada as well in terms of like her yeah. like, googles mm. and like. Because there's this sort of question of happening. like, is this a sheep that's just got a human body, or is this a, a human that has a sheep's head? Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, and there's kind of this thing of, oh, she's kind of both. Yeah. Like she is sort of her own thing. Um, mm. That and there's moments where she sort of is much more human with her human people, and then there's moments where she's sort of coaxed back to being more of a sheep with the sheep. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting how they sort of balance that in a way where you don't feel like ah, this is, they've just, like, forced this this sheep to live amongst the people. Yeah. But, like, you, you sort of see that. But she is, she understands them. She can't talk, but she can communicate with them. And, yeah, yeah um, no, go check it out. Yeah, it's the year for farm animals. Mm. Pig. Pig, sheep. lamb. Oh, sorry, we had lamb. first cow. Yeah. First cow. First cow. Oh, what a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait for cock. Mm. <laughs> Rooster. <laughs> I think they're making a movie out of cock, right? Cock is a play, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can make a Just movie a out of cock. There are several there are that exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother genre. Um, cool. Is that your it's mine. mixed? Um, I'll jump in next. Is that your mixed? It's my mixed. <laughs> your mixed. Yeah. It's my your, popcorn. Your I love. You know what? I'm gonna take it. Is that your mixed? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is another one uh, that uh, Cass also saw. So, well all three you've seen uh, because we live together and we do things <laughs> together. What? <laughs> what? Um, we went and saw Zola. Um, yes. Uh, which is the adaptation of the Twitter thread. Um, I was going to say of the same name, but it's not really. It's a Twitter thread. <laughs> uh, uh, detailing like this crazy um, event uh, that occurred in Florida. A true story. Um, that... About how me and this bitch fell out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I missed like the first couple of James uh, very nicely went to go get me a soda because I was Aww. feeling faint. <laughs> and so he missed the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like a wild ride. It's, it's really, really fun. Um, and it's really kinetic and kind of connected in with internet culture in a way um, and social media that doesn't feel too, um, you know, sometimes it can feel quite like... Uh, Gaudy, not doesn't gaudy. feel sort of pandering. Yeah, it feels like you know the director Genix of Bravo clearly like knows how Twitter works and the internet mm. works and understands how the language of that can interact in a film medium as opposed to like oh internet stuff like yeah. you know? <laughs> oh my God, emoji. the new yeah, yeah. um yeah uh, and it's a really really cr- uh, great cast um uh, uh yeah Taylor I was Page. Oh, yeah. I thought you I thought we were gonna List, 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 list the cast. Them. I know, but then I realized I only knew the men's names. And I thought, Coleman bad. and uh, Coleman Cousin Greg. Yeah. There's Nicholas Taylor Page Braun. and, and um, Riley Q. I don't know how to say it. I was going to say, name. I was like, I know Riley K. <laughs> Where's Riley from? I've seen um, her. You know, she's Elvis's granddaughter. Oh. Mm. Nice. Anyone know that? Claim to fame. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's been around. She's in things. Yeah. <laughs> Under the Silver Lake. Oh. Um, I've not seen it. Don't know what it is. Controversial film. <laughs> Andrew Garfield being. Uh, is that controversial? That's all right. I liked it. I think I think it was quite divisive when it first came out because people weren't sure if it was taking a piss or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and it is. I actually had only read half of the Twitter thread, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Well, I, know. I just love that you're like, oh yeah, too long didn't read. 
like a Twitter thread. I know. Uh, so yeah, it took me- some twists and turns that I was not expecting, <laughs> um, uh, which was great. Uh, it was uh, it was a wild uh, ride. Um, yeah, and I think it, it's really really great performances across the board. It's really stylish and it's really exciting um, to see what this, uh, this director is going to do next. So, do you guys see this as part of the? New Zealand International Film We did. We did. We didn't date. I I I'm not I'm not doing that this year. You're not you're not <laughs> Well no, I'm seeing the the um the last film, which is T oh, ten. Yeah. And um I also saw um Power of the Dog, which oh. is the opening film. Right. Mm. Mm. I, that's showing at the penthouse and it's on yeah. Netflix. It's gonna be on Netflix soon. in a month. It's a great film. Oh, I loved it. Okay, cool. Yeah. No. It's a really good film. Cool. See it when it's on Netflix, guys. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were going to see it tonight, but then James said we had to... We, I realized, no, you no, I realized that we didn't have any time to do Mixbag other than tonight. Yeah. So. Well, so you can watch <laughs> it on Netflix in like the first of no, December. No, got to get in a movie. It theater. is. Penthouse is showing it. So I'll see it again in a movie theatre and also mm. on Netflix. It's a good film. It's my favourite film of the year so far. Favourite film? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I haven't seen a lot. I've only seen 19 other films this year don't ask me how i know um it's pretty that's obvious. really pretty low actually <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Awesome, you know. um yeah i don't know i just i don't love <laughs> being in a cinema and having my mask on for three hours so yeah. i'm like yes i'm coming out as anti-mask so <laughs> say um, anti-mask, anti-mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay auntie yeah that's my new drag name <laughs> There's a lot of masks in this it's film. It's it's drag queen's anti-masker and anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think anyone enjoys you know, wearing a mask, but you just got to figure out the, the tucking thing, especially with glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's fine. Once I, you know, when I see a film in the theater, like, mm. it's it's there. It's, unless you, like, eat something, mm. you know. But also, it's, like, just, it just, no time to die tried me with a mask. It was three hours long. It was and so I was long. like. My like thing was so sweaty, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But you know, you persevere. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're just in the cloth ones. In the states, they're all moving over to those N95 ones, the oh, like yeah. oh, the gas s- mask situations. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is it full on? Oh, it's like it's not a gas mask. It's like yeah, they're, they're more the... extreme masks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The more sort of surgically, the yeah. filtery type ones. That sounds fun. I know we don't really want to talk about this, but it just popped up in my mind. So there's been like anti-vax protests here in Wellington and I just have to say their pun game is very weak Jehitla <laughs> does not roll off the tongue I haven't even seen that one but I'm just like I that... saw the one where there was a guy that just had an empty sign that but didn't I'm just have anything like, written on it not the guy took... with a massive no 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 no, no. that one was just that they'd photoshopped it there yeah. was one where there was somebody just took a photo of a guy who was just holding like an empty sign well because we were talking about vac- masks and vaccine I was like Vaxinda is right there like I feel like people on, have girl. said that but I guess they say Texinda is the yeah Texinda is, is where it comes from and yeah. I'm like Vaxinda is an easy way to yeah. go no, not no, Jehitla they're not, they're not good they're not good at <laughs> At words, <laughs> they're not so, good at words or, or logic. <laughs> have you yeah. seen anything else? Um, I have. I did not see the anti-vaxxers, which I'm very, very happy. That's with. good. I mean, um, I could not avoid them. They were yeah, they were all over the internet. But well, they were like by then, yeah. like marched by my office. Oh, gross. Yes, I work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work, bitch. Uh, yes, uh, uh, we saw. Um, we haven't been uh, seeing. Uh, 
too much New Zealand films need to see The Power of the Dog, but we did see an old New Zealand International Film Festival from 2004, I think it was. Indeed. Um, similar around to this period of this film that we're going to be reviewing soon. Uh, in My Father's Den, uh, because we're big fans of Matthew McFadden, as you have heard from previous episodes, and I wanted to go back and rewatch. We and... had to expand yeah. our knowledge. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I yeah. heard so. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I heard it I'd recommend good. it. Yeah. It's a good film. I wanted I, to check and see if it was as good as I remembered. And yes, it is. It's it like, always he's played great. on like He's TV very theory. hot in it. I'm just going to oh, say, yeah? like, we were surprised. Yeah. We were like, spent the first 10 minutes of the film being just distracted. I mean, he was, he was Mr. Like, Darcy very good for looking. a reason. Like, Grizzled, but he's even hotter than Mr. Yeah, Darcy. Yeah, I think it's got the more of the scruffy kind of look. Well, I think he's just the To be fair, I don't think he's like probably the least hot of the men in Pride and Prejudice again because of the hair but his um his aloofness makes it work you know uh, who's Wickham in that again is it it's not uh, what's it called Rupert Friend oh Rupert yeah Friend. it's Rupert oh, yeah, Friend yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. he's so hot um, and he doesn't sport that bad haircut yeah From, so um, many bad haircuts have ruined hot <laughs> I mean we'll discuss <laughs> in our mixed yeah, Rupert, bag Rupert we'll Friend discuss kind of has the hair um, of, um, of Patrick uh, yeah. yeah this film but yeah. yeah we'll get to that um what was it? Oh, in my father's we'll den. Recommend. It's a uh, yeah. mystery. We didn't realize. Oh, I, I feel didn't, like. I, I, I mean, I've seen it before, but I had forgotten uh, quite a bunch of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really it's based on a Morris G uh, kind of novel, um, and it uh, comes from this premise of uh, there's these uh, two brothers, and one has uh, recently gone away, and the father has passed away, and the brother Paul he's recently come back. So yeah. Sorry. He's uh, sorry. The dad has passed away. Paul Pryor, the brother, has arrived back in town um, and is kind of going through his father's den. house and den. Yeah, he's got. He like has a, a den. Every a time the den, den came up, I'd be yeah. like, "Not in my father's <laughs> den." <laughs> the den. Where um, they at? In uh, my father's den. Yeah, and so he uh, makes some kind of discoveries uh, and seems to discover um, that uh, he may have uh, a daughter um, who. Uh, isn't uh he wasn't aware he had a daughter and she isn't aware that um he might be his dad um, her dad like her dad <laughs> emily what's her face emily barclay, barclay who's yeah. very yeah. good apparently she had yeah. no acting training before doing this film she's a totally unknown yeah. um teenage actor um, mm. who came in and is, is very like emotionally committed and yeah, raw. i think she's in um, australia now so uh, oh, right. well she was she's recently in a new zealand film so oh, she, she's, she's she. hanging around she's in baby done recently oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. so she's about she's here yeah. around yeah and nice. it's great nice great sequences okay. throughout them I... miranda otto is randomly in the movie oh, yeah. too yeah, yeah. post lord of the rings there's a few people that we sort of saw spot like sort of pop up as new zealand actors but it's not doesn't feel like cameo-y in the way that sometimes are does Matthew attempt an accent? So, no. <laughs> this he is the has, thing. This it's lampshaded very strongly. Yeah, because uh, at, at the start, I was like, oh, top, he's doing his bad. He's doing a bad job. Yeah. Um, but then it's, yeah, it, they, they all sort of spend the whole time being like, oh, look at him with his fancy accent yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. the whole thing. Oh, so I'm like, God. okay, look, I get it. But I you know who fine. is trying an accent is Miranda Otto. And oh. It yeah. doesn't. It just work. sounds like an I Australian just, that's I, mumbling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's whole scenes where they're just mumbling at each other, and it's like, just this is good acting, but speak up a little bit. I yeah. love the justifications, like in Top of the Lake, when when they were like, oh yeah, yeah what she's, they doing that? she's been like, she's just she was just like living in Australia for a long that's time, right. like yeah, a yeah. girl. <laughs> um, yeah, I think some people don't know the difference. And, you know, who does? Sir Ronan. I saw her do both the Australian and the New Zealand accent. And she can do it. Ah. Yeah. So do it, Sersh. Yeah. Where's her, where are those ones? She, it's just not on an interview. 
I'll oh, show I'll show oh, after. Oh, she pulls them out. Yeah. Nice. Um, I used to get in my father's den confused with an angel at my table. I don't Fair. know. It's very prepositioning. I think they're both like, very yeah. English teacher. There's yeah. a poster on the wall about it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the posters were, were up all over the place. But it's it's really, really refreshing that it's it's as good as they say. And it was a really big smash hit, um, which yeah. is wonderful. It's so nice seeing something that is like genuinely like moody and serious, but like not in, uh, it doesn't feel like it's kind of, um, over to kind of doing it in terms of it. Like the storytelling is all really clear and really um, clean. Um, it's also from everything I, I sort of did some re- reading into the novel and like what sort of adaptation changes were made for the film. And it seems like it's pretty liberally adapted from the Morris G yeah. novel nice. um, in ways that I think are, are really sensible and make, you know, uh, make it a lot more of an interesting Well, that's what, that's what adaptations should be. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the original one is a lot more like there's a whole lot of things that I'd sort of heard in the premise of this that made me go like, eh, I don't know about this. Like, it seems like it's very like, oh, it's like an older man and a teenage girl, like mm. hooking up situation, which is yeah. apparently sort of the case in the book, but it's Wait, absolutely what? not the case in the movie. But isn't that his daughter? <laughs> well, this is the thing. That's not, that's then totally new for the movie. And they um, put it in there to be like, we are doubly making sure you guys know this is not a romantic situation. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, yeah. a, about these people that have an intimate relationship that is very much non-sexual and right. platonic. And I'm like, that is such a smart choice to make instead of being like, but maybe they're in love. Ooh. And I'm like, I would not be on Into the that. side of this character if that was the way no. you were presenting it, which is very like, I wrote this book in the 60s kind of yeah. <laughs> situation. Yeah. Um, um, and unfortunately, oy, oy, oy. yeah, it's uh, Brad McGann um, who uh, directed it. Uh, it's his only feature film. He also made like mm. uh, Possum, um, which we got shown in English class, which is a really strong short. Um, yeah, it's his only feature. And um, he had, what was it, bowel cancer, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Um, for... He died a few years after this film. Yeah. Um, I was about to ask why he didn't make any more films. Yeah, but there you go. Mm. Yeah. So, but it's a really beautiful film, and and uh, nice to fill out the Matthew McFadden um, uh, opus um, in terms of rank as his hotness. Um, yeah, and, and just goodness, just he's just good yeah. guys. He's it's one good. of the one of our best actors, honestly. Like, yeah, uh, we're so, and, <laughs> like, yeah, he's my, so under underappreciated. My final um, popcorn was uh, Succession is great, and there's a recent episode uh, which I won't give away. But um, if you watch the latest episode, you probably know the moment that I'm talking about with Tom Wamsgam. Wamsgams. Um, Wamsgams. <laughs> yeah, you just said Wamgam. Wamgam. I'm like that. That word's complicated. I'll just mumble for it, like he did with the, the New Zealand accent. Um, with him and cousin Greg, uh, mm. which is just beautiful and sad and pathetic. All, <laughs> very, all in very, one. very funny. Um, yeah, and he's killing it. As are all the cast. is so funny. It's so funny. It's yeah, so funny. It's, great it's very writing. good. Yeah, and um, I love the deliveries of of cousin Greg. Yeah, weirdly, both all. Th- all the three, other two linked to succession. Yeah, yeah. Because he's I, in Zola. I do think that like they're um, like Greg and um, Roman are getting a bit uh, quippy for my taste. A little bit. They're like, oh, the internet likes them when they're this way, and they're losing character a little bit. And they're just like every scene, not yep. every scene, but like every other scene is like a joke for them. You I know? see that like, for Roman. I think. I, I don't know. Maybe I just like cousin. I mean, Nicholas Braun's uh, line reads so much that it, I don't mind it as much for her. I feel like there are so many things which would not be a line yeah. in the hands of a different actor, but 
are just delivered in such a strange, odd yeah. way that they become a lot. And I'm like, I don't feel like that's a writing thing. I feel like yeah. that's just, this is an actor who's really good at this character and is able to kind of sell these. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. I don't we'll know. See. I'm enjoying it. It's not season two yet, but right. you know. Um, yeah, no, I've been also watching Succession and also Insecure final season um but i i mean it's still ongoing so there's not much point in talking about them really yeah um i haven't been watching anything surprise actually genuine shock and oh yes i know i can hear you from here <gasps> oh my god um i don't have anything to talk about i was gonna talk about wicked i guess i could talk about two trailers that kind of like you know different ends of the spectrum one i really um we have to do House of Gucci. Oh man! <laughs> because oh, the first reaction, the, the second, the, the second trailer of House of Ooh, Gucci is so good. I just know my ticket is sold. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to take it anymore. Because that else. first, that first trailer, I yeah. we showed you, yes. yeah. so good. Very second good. trailer, Mamma Mia, Lady <laughs> Gaga. Oh my god! And I love, I love the reviews because people are like, oh my god, I was hooting and hollering. Some people are like, what a crazy mess, but I so just, entertaining. Oh, it just seems like it was made for this podcast to we review. Have to we have oh. It's gonna be a special episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh. wait. It's time to take out the trash. Time to take out the trash. It's time to take. Out... I think I believe in the ethical. <laughs> I just, I, oh, oh, I just. How could you not love Lady Gaga? I can't wait. <laughs> I think this is my favorite of her eras. Actress, mm. this is great. Yeah, and she um, knows she went method. Apparently, she's got that accent for, <laughs> for I, I just, I'm just waiting for it to sell Dolmio to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and then uh, the the trailer for Being the Ricardos dropped today, and uh, why? I Nicole? just don't know why the casting. Why was is made Nicole? On this. The- What's this? <laughs> The, the one that's, what's it called? Um, Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball. But Nicole Kidman cast oh, as Lucille Ball. No. Because everyone's like, Javier? Nicole Kidman, right? the great comedian of our generation. Uh, yeah, but like, even why? The, it's just like, it was going to be Kate, which a bit, Blanchett, which would have been more interesting. But I still am mm. like, in the cast playing Vivian Vance as Nina Ariando, which I'm like, there's your there's yeah. your Lucy right there. Or, you know, Catherine Hahn, or like someone who's just like, you know, there's a yeah. bit more, like, I don't know, there's like, there's something boring to me about Nicole being Lucy. It's like when I she was... I feel like it's even boring. I feel like it's just the wrong choice. Yeah, it's, it's like when like she was not... Grace. Yeah. Yeah, it's... she's got to give it some zazz. It's like, yeah, I don't know. She doesn't have enough zazz to give. There's not zazz. There's not no zazz. That's no, that, like that moment in like Hitch or something where they need to get, give their own advice, take their own advice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but Javier Bardem, like, looks fun, despite not looking anything like um, Desi Arnaz, but Mm. there you go. Mm. I think in terms of the uh, big biopic roles this year, I think obviously Kristen Stewart is not serving you larger than life, Mm. but she's serving, from what I hear. But I think of the big over-the-top ones, the one that I would enjoy would be Jessica Chastain as Tammy Faye. Oh, I oh, want to yeah. see that. I do want to mm. see that. She looks That's like a coming, riot. That's on the um, film festival as well, apparently. It is, it is, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure it'll be showing. Like, that's yeah. the thing. There's, like, some shows where, like, yeah. I could do film festival this year, but I because it's so late, I feel like some of these films are going to be showing in, like, a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because usually it's, like, earlier in the year, and the films that would be showing would be, like, around now, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, you know. 
that's it's nice that's to be it. in the cinema yeah well from house of gucci to house of dying <laughs> <laughs> Welcome sure. to our <laughs> feature presentation. Feature presentation. Look, bitch, Daye is a stupid um, last name. It's just a random one. Like, why are they like, I, I mean, Gaston LaRue, why is she Swedish? Oh. Like, why? That's right. Why is she, Daye. like, Daye, they're like, oh, it's a Swedish surname. From- oh. Yeah. What, like what? Why well, can't she just be French? Her like, father. Her France. father was um the Swedish violinist. Oh yeah. Gustav Maybe it's just Daye. he's like oh it's we gotta do we gotta do something that's like foreign and exotic. Daye I don't know. is kind of camp though. Yeah. So yeah. you know what else is camp? Da, 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 da. Welcome to the Phantom of the Opera. Hello. This is my choice. We're doing some personal picks. We are. Well, we're kicking it old. We're keeping it old yeah. school. We're going to do OG. some choices. Some, yeah. some personal choices. Do some cycles around. We're um, going to, yeah, yeah. We're going to maybe yeah, do a couple of cycles of, some of these. Those. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we thought we'd kick it off. Uh, this one, I like to pick childhood favorites or teenage favorites. Um, and so, yeah, this is Josh Schumacher's Phantom of the Opera, uh, made in 2004. Four, is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, with Gerard Butler and um, uh, Emily. Wait, oh t- God, I just got it. I was like, Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black, oh my God. He'd be Who an, was he? Jack Black. He'd be an interesting fantasy. <laughs> I would enjoy he his fantasy. <laughs> I kill you. Um, um, yeah, Emily Rossum. Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum. Emmy? Yeah. Oh my god, no. <laughs> it's Emmy. Yeah. Emmy. She's, a bit, she's not winning an Emmy. She's a bit shameless, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. She's a shameless. Oh. Yeah. D- well, Macy. Yeah. Macy. She, she you know should have worked on it with a, with yeah. a day after tomorrow. No, nah, didn't get no. there. You know um, who is shameless? His wife. Felicity yeah. Huffman. Oh, yeah. Good <laughs> for her. <laughs> Do not pass God. Yeah. Do not um, pay $200. It's Emmy in Paris. Emmy. <laughs> uh, we got Patrick Wilson and Mini Driver, Simon Callow, Kieran. Is it Kieran Hines? Kieran. I believe so. Kieran Hines. Miranda Richardson. Miranda Richardson is Madame G. And then there were some other people who yeah. Yeah. all got who single name credits. <laughs> did not give a fuck about it. And, and Meg. Yeah, yeah, and Meg. <laughs> and Meg. That's like the Anne Peggy. Um, yeah, so I picked this movie uh, because uh, this is my first introduction to uh, Phantom of the Opera, definitely, but also <laughs> one of my first to musical theatre in general. This and Jekyll and Hyde. Um, starring David Hasselhoff, although I did not hear that. What? Version. Yeah. Oh, oh, you got to see some of the clips. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, my brother and I discovered musical theater at the same time. Oh, the trifecta of those two and then Sweeney Todd. Very masculine, aggressive um, <laughs> music mm. that is also like deeply camp. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Sweeney's Sweeney's also very camp, eh? But this one's probably the king, king camp or queen camp. Um, uh, <laughs> where um, I don't know. We sung this around the house and discovered the music of Andrew Lloyd Webber because it's so loud and so out there. Um, and also, we discovered that 
in films you can have people that can't sing people like us like my brother and i and they were leading the roles that's why we also connected with rex harrison and my fair lady it's like he can't i sound like him um, it's really inspiring you know yeah oh, anyone can do anything yeah yeah anything is possible um so uh yes this is the reason why i picked this movie wanted to put it to the test see yes. if it held up see if it holds up in like my that memories. note um do you all have history with this film so i had not seen this film uh until our recent watch today i think recently (laughs) our watch earlier today um and uh however i have seen fan for the opera um i saw uh so i saw it in wellington when the there was a production here and in fact uh i lived with two cast members of the Phantom of the opera Ooh, wellington who cast. Did they play who did they play uh one was in the booth and one was uh it's not traditionally pianji it's another guy who comes in mm. as the husband in the poor fool he makes me laugh ha 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 um part, so yeah. uh it's the husband that comes in and does a little bass solo and mm. then is in the chorus so they they i i thus became very very familiar with a lot of the bass ensemble <laughs> parts because they would just practice it around the flat a lot um and so uh yeah there's a lot of it that i know fairly intimately despite the fact that this has never been like one of my particular favorite musicals um Mm. however the version of it that i have enjoyed the most definitely is the 25th anniversary production which was filmed um and uh done as like a it's not natural set alive it's one of but one of those kind of situation it's because it is a full full production that's oh yeah yeah it's not a concert one um which stars the incomparable Ramin Karamloo, um, and featured in this movie, and Sarah Bogus as well, who's also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ramin is uh, just uh, one of my one of my favourite, uh, uh, I guess, male performers on on musical theatre. Did you theater. meet him? Is that right? Uh, yes, I did meet yeah. him. Um, so I tats. saw him play Jean Valjean uh, uh, in his so last tats. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, they were attached to his body, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yes, there, there, is a, there is a photo of me with Ramin and Karim Lude. He's just like pointing at his tats. I don't like. know. He just has he has big. He has got tattoos. Big yes. tattoos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he's incredible. He's a very very good um, musical performer. I could tell you a lot of autobiographical detail about his life just because Ooh. you know, like I've just done research on it. <laughs> um, Who's a yeah, yeah. He's not in this film except. But yes, so yes, this is my first time seeing this film as opposed to knowing Phantom of the Opera as a musical. Mm. Um, I literally only know Phantom of the Opera through culture. How could you not? <laughs> through that Simpsons reference where Martin Prince is the Phantom down below um, playing on his piano and various um, pop culture parodies. Uh roughly know the storyline but you know wasn't immersed in the story per se you know you pick out you know a couple of different references here uh so is this your first full phantom like watch of any sort yeah you surprised no, I guess no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be. Yeah, like, no, yeah, I'm not <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised. I mean, if you hadn't seen this film, then you wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 there are other Phantom versions, but like this is the most popular, right? Yeah. I mean, it's most well known. Yeah. 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 I mean, there has been Phantom films that are not musicals. Yes. Yeah. It's an older story. It's based on a book mm. and uh, a book. <laughs> <laughs> book. We're done with Halloween. We can put that spooky voice away. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and I mean, I only, yeah, you kind of just know it as one of those big premiere musicals that people can can say as a musical. Like, it's if, very if much people, a classic, like yeah. of the eighties. One might call them the Mick musical era. Yeah. <laughs> it is probably the most famous of them and the you longest know. running musical on Broadway. Totally. And, and this is our second ALW joint mm-hmm. after um, after Cats. Cats. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> We didn't plan that. No. It's just inside. Yeah. It's feral. It's, it's feline. It'll just leap out. Yeah. Meow. Um, so yeah, that's my history. It was interesting to finally see the story. <laughs> yeah. Because I do live with flatmates who do love Phantom. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, they actually quite like musical theatre. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just never got into it. Yeah, I think my the first musical that I actually really enjoyed, which made me think all musicals were cool, was Chicago in two thousand and two. Yeah, and then I saw Moulin Rouge, and I was like, no, never mind, (laughs) (laughs) too much. (laughs) And uh, that's a preview for a future episode. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, we know the we know our our history with it, but is it plot first or hot first? Plot first. Okay, well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> plot first or hot first? Plot first or hot first? Cassandra Tease is going to take the reins and give us a movie in a minute. In one minute. Three, two, one. We're at the opera in Paris, and uh, there is a chorus girl, Christine Daae, who has been taking secret music lessons from somebody who lives beneath the, the uh, opera. The diva, Carlotta, um, has a big temper tantrum besides she doesn't want to sing, so Christine Daae is pushed to the front and gets this huge big solo. And it um, gets the attention of the new patron of the opera, Raoul, who is her childhood friend, who is instantly back in love with her. Then we find out that the person that's been teaching Christine is actually the Phantom of the Opera, who's this guy who lives beneath the opera house inside like a big swamp with a boat, and he has a mask on at all times. And he's obsessed with Christine um, so there becomes this big battle of wills between I guess Raoul and the Phantom over this girl who has no will of her own or any interests <laughs> um, in which uh, the Phantom just kills a whole lot of people at the opera um, as warnings for people not following his wishes and eventually 15. he kidnaps Christine um, and the rest of the opera is uh, looking for him Raoul comes down Same. to try to save him um, Christine uh, removes his mask on stage before this and everybody Five. finds out that he's deformed and he's uh, really sad and angry um, and then eventually she kisses the Phantom in order to let Raul go and live, and then he uh, decides to take pity on her, and they escape together, and he disappears into the night. Nice, nice. Yeah, a little bit over, but it's. Uh, so I seem to finish the you sequence. Were, you were thorough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm, so that's Phantom of and the that's Opera. That's pretty much it. An epic saga. <laughs> and uh, that's the episode, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's I think we covered it. Yeah. No, we haven't covered it because no. <laughs> we're. We're missing the most important part. Yeah. A very the difficult... Hot. <laughs> the hot. The hot. We've done the plot. Now it's time for the hot. But uh okay. so A most visually pleasing mm. cast member. Hmm. There was actually one who, <laughs> like, most visually pleasing in the way her um, outfits really, like, mm-hmm. just popped on screen. For the most part, she was the leading person for me, was Minnie Driver. Mm. And she is quite an attractive woman, but but, like... Her, her outfits really brought yeah. her character to life. Full levels of, you know, like, couture camp. Mm. Very good. Yeah. She Very was fun. the diva through and through. Like, I liked her, mm. her makeup as well. You said it reminded uh, you of Adriana from The Sopranos at one mm. point. Like, I, yeah. like, I like that striking kind of I do. You know look. what? Like, a, a really, a Jersey girl appeals to me for some reason. Like, yeah. 
and you know that was that was a look for her. Yeah, yeah. it's the precursor of the. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she's Italian. Exactly, like, you know. she is Italian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god. Yeah. I'm just thinking about Lady Gaga again. <laughs> <laughs> what if she was Lady Carlotta? Gaga? Like, was Lady Gaga playing the film? I feel like she had to be Carlotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Great. Um, I will go for. I'll go for the Phantom. Yes, yes. Okay, um, good. Like, I think this stages of the Phantom. Like the thing that I found with this movie is that Gerard. I keep saying Gerard. Or is it, you do say that's Gerard, his, right? I think it's Gerard. Well, that's his name. Yeah. There's an L in there. Gerard. No, no, it's this, no L. It's Pod. Uh-huh. Okay. Not Ald. Not Gerald. It's not Gerald. Gerald Butler. Gerald Butler is a completely different guy. <laughs> my name is Gerald Butler. I mean, maybe um, it was Gerald no. Butler, and then he was like, I got to change it no, for no, films. No. Like, it's I don't not know why good. my brain just is like. It's Gerard. Yeah, it's Gerard. Um, he looks completely different from. Uh, a lot of his other kind of movies, because he's usually very... He usually has some scruff on him. He usually has a beard. A brogue. Yeah, next scene in, like, 300 is King Leonidas. Um, and, uh, I don't know, he just kind of does it for me throughout this. Especially when he whips off that hair, and you're like, oh, there's a whole nother... That was a wig. Um, and it's kind of, like, tussled around his face, and his, his, his burn, his kind of thing that he's ashamed of on his face is... Is actually all right, and he opens up his shirt, and uh, it's that kind of white, um, uh, loose shirt, uh, which Patrick Wilson also has at one kind of moment, and that's the hottest he, he looks. He doesn't, he doesn't bear his chest. No, mm. and there's that hairy chest, and he he kind of has that way of throwing his voice around or the this weird like accent that he's kind of doing. Yeah, it's still kind of knitted together. Where he was like, Christine, do you see me? And then you're like, Yeah, I see you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually agree. I think for the most part, I wasn't really attracted to anyone in the film. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I was like, Mini Driver is the, clearly the best. But um, towards the end, when he had his shirt open, I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, from afar, I could, you know, the, the up close, the brand marks were pretty bad. Yeah. But, you know, I, I could squint and be like, you know what? This is doing it for me. Yeah. Um, so to, especially with all his longing and his like rage and passion and his open shirt. Let's not let's not understate. Yeah. Um, the open shirt, I think, is key. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a key I mean, it's very important. At one point, not not today, obviously, but like we we gave hot butter for a torso. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it's, yes, it's that's uh, true. It's and cheekbones of the horse. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Look. We've had some really difficult films um, in the past. Uh, shout out, that reminds me, uh, there are like torsos and statues and with like piercing nipples in this mm, film. Mm. Um, they don't uh, do it for me in that way, <laughs> but I do recognize them for all of their um, extreme... Good job to the sculptors. Yeah, yeah. proportions. But yeah, yeah, I think for the most part I was like mini driver, but you know, it turned into a more like sizzling yeah. hot butter once uh, he took that. Yeah. Get those, tore those buttons apart and especially like with other fans take off your mask like when Ramin, and he's like I'd like to keep it on please <laughs> when Ramin removes his mask in like his version he's like got a whole section of they've his really scalp. gone much more hard out with oh, yeah. stage makeup for the deformity it's like boily, thing like... it's very like a whole big sort of bulbous oh kind like, of kind of like, like elephant man yeah more yeah. elephant man than just oh I, I got a bit burned yeah like, it looks like it can like, see like you know... the plate of his skull like, yeah it's real weird and then he looks you know uh, 
when he doesn't have <laughs> when he has the mask on you're like oh it's Ramin Caramel look I like seeing yeah. bone it's fine <laughs> how about um, you Cass alright I have some some cheating ones and then cheating. some, some okay. so my first cheating one of course is the cameo of Ramin Caramel as the dad <laughs> <laughs> which is so it's let's merely just get an into it it's like uh, he's literally a picture it's a yeah. picture uh, of him as the father of Christine he's weirdly. dishy though that picture and you're, you're like, like why you knew he existed but you didn't cast him in the film anyway um, my second cheating one is Patrick Wilson in the rehearsal videos behind the scene footage of Fab of the Opera. Oh. Uh, there is just an incredible video of him practicing, the, learning his part for Prima Donna, where he's just wearing like regular kind of like jeans. baseball sport. No, it's not even jeans. It's like shorts. It's like he's just I gone. Think it's, it's like he's just gone playing basketball. What if it's and shorts? he's just like leaning on the piano <laughs> and just has the most terrible singing posture and he's just this beautiful voice is emanating and he just makes it hey. sound so easy and you're yeah. like oh my god yeah, it's unfair look, to norm- be that talented. Normally Patrick Wilson does it every time. I know this thing he's he's like, un- they've done a lot of lot of work to make him not look good. And in that, this film. that wasn't and that's the really goal. Not the point. That I don't know why the they did it. Um, but because I need to choose an actual one, I'm going to go with Meg in the pants outfit at the very end. That is yeah. true. Uh, she when did she look has, like, she's kind of got like a like boy outfit yeah. on, I guess. It she's got like well. a puffy shirt. She's got these high-waisted tight black pants and boots. Mm. She looks very good. They complimented her um, body. Unfortunately, her she does not wear good. that for the rest of the no. film. <laughs> yeah. um, and her yeah. face is simply too small. Her face is very small. Yeah, it's tiny. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, man. actress sorry, who plays Jennifer, Maggie. Jennifer, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. yeah. So that's going to be my, my final choice, I think. Nice. Okay, great. All right. There wasn't a lot of strong choices in no. the movie. <laughs> Surprisingly, we, for yeah. a film that that's, is really about chemistry <laughs> and yeah. romance. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that later. But what what are the things we did like? Yeah, Some let's bottles. pick up those bottles. Um, I love. Well, first. There's some bangers. This 80s music, like, when I first encountered this, like, like, Andrew Lloyd Webber can make, with when he makes his, his good songs, he can make an earworm. Um, and also in the singing, but in the music department, this is my first encounter when I watched it when I was a kid, of hearing it, and it kind of fills the room. Especially yeah. in that opening kind of mm. sequence mm. when it's... Uh, uh, you didn't say it in the kind of recap because it's not super important. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's... it's takes place in the olden days but kind of more present uh more recent yeah, so we sort of start off with this very kind of grainy black and white old film sort yes. of footage um but very like not well done like old yeah, film. It's yeah. Like, very yeah. Grainy. it's very like okay we just like put the music, filter on music Windows video Movie budget Maker. Yeah, like, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> uh but i guess it's like the early 20th century yeah um and we have Raoul at the auction house um as an old man musical as an old man um and madame jury is also there as an old woman but not that much older old woman no, compared to how much older she, looks, she should she be she looks younger stunning yeah than she looks younger than Raoul. Raoul. um anyway uh, and they're bidding on various things, and then uh, it... lot six 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 comes up, and the chandelier is revealed. It's been newly uh, um, refurbished. Refurbished, thank you. And as it like turns on, we see the the, the age um, of of the period uh, blow away, and we go back in time, and that music blasts out. Da 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 da. Um, yeah. yeah, we have and a very that's... good. The overture plays at that yeah. point. That it's scene a, was yeah. so good. It's, it's, it was really well done. I feel like that whole sort of intro. It's really hard to integrate an overture into a 
I don't know. I'm, I'm saying it's an overture. I don't actually know. It might just be an interlude because it's technically after the first scene, but I'm going to call it the <laughs> overture. Um, that sort of section of music into a film because, mm. like, you know, in a musical, you can sit there and you can just watch the chandelier slowly go up yeah. and the lights flash and you're like, oh, we're all excited for the show to start. And, yeah. you know, you're not really, you can kind of, deal with not that much happening for a while but for mm. a film we can't just like sit there and like listen to this overture so um yeah i feel like what he's decided to do with the staging of it i guess the 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 shots that he chose for it was really fun yeah it was really cool because the chandelier went up and we went from like black and white to color and we're going from the present to the past so the mm. present is black and white and the past is color what the fuck watch uh, out wizard of Oz. oh my um, god and we're also <laughs> seeing all of the like cobwebs of the old yeah. theater kind yeah. of being blown away everything's yeah. restored to its former glory the lights um, are coming in it was very cinematic yeah yeah, which was yeah. very good and it was very easy visual storytelling but very effective hmm. um but yeah on your point about the, the the music I was like yeah the Phantom of the Opera the title track does slap yeah it's yeah. Uh, those that organ Ooh, doing something to my which organs songs, which songs yeah. are good okay sure okay um well are we talking in this film or just generally I think I think let's just talk the songs and then yeah. like okay. we can kind of argue if we feel like they're bad in the film but good in the show but like I feel like this film is generally pretty like you can yeah. tell tell if the songs good yeah. Phantom of the Opera is good. Phantom of the Opera is good. Yeah, and I think the filmmaking uh, sinks in with it as well, I think. Like, you can Mm. tell when Joel Schumacher's kind of engaged. This is the whole journey into the, you know, this is, though they did have the the chandeliers, not chandeliers, candelabra, like, rising from underneath the water, fully lit candles. Oh, is that also the same song? I thought that's... Yeah. Oh, it's just like a they later piece. They just play an earlier one and then they play. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good fun. Um, I think Prima Donna Joel has a lot of fun with it in terms of uh, coming alive. Which one is that? Um, they're... When they're all trying oh, to they're get, the letters, uh, the get Carlotta to yes, they've got the letters, the letters. bit, and then they all try to convince Carlotta yep. to come back and sing. That was fun. That was yeah. fun. I like that. And um, uh, Masquerade, it feels like they're Masquerade, a lot of fun. Masquerade is good. Is giving very third single of an album is mm. very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the dance uh, sequences and stuff they because they have more space than you have on stage when you've got the entire cast squeezed onto one stage yeah. they had some good fun dance sequences yeah. in Masquerade I, I like Music of the Night it just shouldn't come after I, I definitely think Music of the Night is stronger in the show uh, yeah. Just because... yeah I think it can happen after that song but it is it's down to the performer yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you really is... have to sell it yeah <laughs> and I don't know we did I think so I just pull the bandaid off so like this isn't I don't think what Gerard Butler's doing is a terrible performance. I think it's no. a I think it's a bad singing performance and he's fatally miscast in that regard. I think he has some edge of the phantom. He doesn't have the romantic stuff, there's no chemistry there, but he has this kind of like animalistic kind of side yeah. which comes out just at the end. I feel like at the end of the Maybe I'm trying I was, to talk myself into like, yeah. okay, I'm getting it. I think but he he's supposed to be this he, cipher and romantic yeah, figure, right? I think he just needed to give more because, like, mm. he needed to... I feel like he was a little, like, ashamed of the part in a way. Like, I just wanted I, him yeah. to to be more... Uh, I feel like... To own it more, to, so to be more committed. This is obviously... This is a this is a pre-Everybody Has to Sing Live in Musicals oh. film. And yeah. I'm totally fine with recorded vocals. I think that's better, generally, recorded vocals in films. Um, but you have to either be just singing live and, and then they mute you or you need to commit to a lip sync. 
Yeah. And I think a huge problem with this film, and I mean, we're getting into bananas, but I feel like we're just mixing them yeah, up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You can't talk them both together. That's a mixed bag. Is that, um, yeah, Amy Rossum, Gerard Butler, and Patrick Wilson are all <laughs> bad <laughs> lip syncers. They do not lip sync with passion, particularly Amy Rossum, who is just like a yeah. complete wall you know of what? like paint drying yeah it's about just ciphers, nothing, yeah. nothing. Yeah. i don't know what she's thinking Look, she's not point. even getting nominated for best production design okay <laughs> <laughs> not, not next to carlotta no yeah um, not next to this yeah. well she's but not, i think I the mean, performances that did the joke work, is she's wallpaper but yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> carlotta's not wallpaper guys yeah. okay she's amazing but her production design is also good <laughs> yeah, her production design um but uh yeah i think mini driver's performance and the uh i, I think also Furman and, and andre the yeah. two like uh, kind of owners of the opera they're so committed to yeah, their, their vocal performances even though Absolutely. they're not singing live it feels like there's that passion and not, emotion not and just everything. their vocal performance but their lip-syncing performance that's what they i mean were like acting, the, the yeah. way they're acting to yeah. it it doesn't feel like they're just moving their mouths um, to the to the to the yeah. sound it feels like yeah. there's a full body performance that's happening with that mm. mini driver is easily the mvp of the movie oh 100 she's so committed yeah, yeah. she's, she's so, so fun she knows exactly the type of role that she's playing yeah and even if she was look maybe 10 years earlier she would have been cast as christine she would have known how to play that as well yeah yeah Yeah. she's a good actor for me the connection point because of the rex harrison kind of thing because they're speed singing is the two the 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 gay owners um um, (laughs) oh they're not gay not gay in the film they're not gay james yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) this is straight erasure okay (laughs) yeah exactly joe schumacher is a straight director who who cares very much about um nipples on statues yeah um yeah uh because you know they uh, they're giving the commanded uh, performance, but also they can kind of speak through it, which I my think, brother and I like. Yeah, Cass had a theory that um, Joel just saw uh, um, saw Gerard. Just and he saw was him like, in a film and was like, "I a, want him. He's my phantom. phantom." You know what? My next one was Phantom of the Opera, and that that's guy's the, the guy. Fa- well, you said, like he can't have auditioned for you it. You said Gerard Butler was like friends with a casting. Uh, no, agent, no, that's how he dating? got his very, very first ever role. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he was gonna. So I was just looking at something on Wikipedia. Gerard oh, Butler was actually gonna be a lawyer. Um, oh, and so he was like an lawyer. apprentice lawyer kind of thing. Um, I guess they don't do a bar exam in the UK. Mm. You just sort of are apprenticed until you like have been a lawyer long enough. I don't know what it works. Okay. Um, but yeah. he kept getting drunk and coming in late and he got fired one week before he would have qualified <laughs> I, as a lawyer. <laughs> I smell a TV show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, great story. So then he decided like, fuck it, I'm going to go to London and become famous. And later he would be like, yeah, maybe I, my priorities are in the wrong place. Because <laughs> it wasn't I want to be an actor, it was I want to be become famous um and then eventually he became an actor despite the fact that he didn't have i don't think any training mm. or like propensity hey, he did well. because he was dating a casting director yeah and mm. uh she, and he was also her assistant <laughs> i guess I like, to make like some money. And um and she uh yeah I, I guess like got him to audition for something because mm. she kind of had those connections and then the director was like ah incredible we want this guy he's got this raw passion <laughs> Amazing. love this like natural talent i think this um, is one so of that's our... how he started in theater yeah but that's not how he necessarily got this role. <laughs> yeah. I think he's one of our like key, like an icon of mixed bags, like or just bad <laughs> films. Uh, because he, if you look through his back catalogue, <laughs> he has not made many out and out good films. I don't think. I think. I don't think so. I don't think he's been in any. Yeah, I don't think he's that good. Yeah. <laughs> as an actor I'm sorry Gerard he's but just I, don't like, he's like, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen him and I've been like yes Gerard exactly. no no one. but I, I mean very... that's why I say icon I'm not saying like he's I'm saying like he is syn- maybe icon is the wrong word he is synonymous with mixed bags I think he's very effective in 300 
I've never yeah. seen you 300, know, so I don't know. Because he's just like... He just has to Brute roar. force, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be hot. Well, and, and the odd thing with, like, even before Phantom, the movies that he was in were all action films. Yeah, this is the thing. I was like, why would they cast this guy in this film? And it, there's nothing in his previous, like, film or theatre yeah. history that seems and, to, to recommend think, him as a Phantom. And I think that really showed in his, like, the way he acted in the first part of the film, where it's just like, you know, he felt... I could feel his uncomfortability in the role. He doesn't you know, know how to. Yeah, he just he doesn't know how to act through singing because it's yeah. not something that he's done before. Yeah. So it's not even. Yeah, and he's just sort of mouthing as and going. Like, Is you this know, fine? You know, I hate him. Um, I hate <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> but I feel like he should have been cast. He would have been role. better in this role. He, uh, they they had the same profile of mm, at this of this era. Guy. But with the theatre background for Hugh, uh, I guess he, he had just he had just like you know starred in like the yeah. boy from, not um oh the boy from Oz is what I we're, think so, yeah. yeah. I think of Hugh Jackman. I forgot about Wolverine actually, but I think of him as like a Ken doll. Like I think of him as deeply asexual. Um, yeah, but people love Hugh Jackman. People do. I don't. <laughs> I don't think you do. I, I think but Hugh people, Jackman would be much better yeah. in this role than he is in, in like, Les Les like people think he is he, deeply sexual. Like I get it. Like you know, um, Paul Rudd was named sexiest man alive, and I was like, yes, he is. And then I see some people who are like, no, he's asexual to me, and I'm like, you are wrong. Yeah. Paul Rudd is beautiful. Yeah. He's funny and he's amazing. I guess when I switch off from Hugh is when he's smiley and flashy. I don't like, like him at all. <laughs> I don't like but him at all. Actually, I, if it was Moody yeah. Hugh, like Wolverine, Look, he, yeah, he can play it. He can play Wolverine. So yeah. I'm like, I think he can play this role. I think and also, he would have been better, and he can sing. I think also just like my le- and, level and of- his his face is covered the entire time, so you can't see him emote. <laughs> I think also just like my level of less investment in the film adaptation compared to the opera versus Lamers. It's kind of oh, he can have that one. That's, that's I mean, yeah, yeah jump on, yeah, jump on board, it. like yeah. do it. It's yeah. a fight between the mega musicals. Oh, yeah. Actually, guys, it's James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Imagine. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess you could do it. Yeah. And I think he'd be perfect for the role, actually, as someone who can sing. You know who will be good? I don't know where he was at the time or how good he was at singing. Who really thrives <laughs> in villainous roles? Jake Jill. Um, no. Jake Gyllenhaal is great at singing, but he young. was way too young. He's been no. too young. Well, this. well, Emmy Rossum was 17. He could have he yeah, been... He, canonically, and yeah. again, this is a, a, a drawback from the film. Yeah. The Phantom was an adult when Christine was a small child. Yeah. So there is supposed to be an age gap there. Um, uh, Jake also, would be doing, like, to me, I just think yeah. Jake... Not Jake. The Phantom just screams brunette energy to me, you know? Like, even though... Jake Gyllenhaal Jake is. brunette. What do you mean? He's not that brunette. Oh, wait. What? He is. <laughs> what are you talking Oops, about? He is. He is. Jake Gyllenhaal has never been blonde. He's the, he's the most blonde, but he's got like light brown hair. <laughs> I, I don't know if we have the same definition of brunette. <laughs> His hair is not that brown. dark. Yeah, I know. It's brown hair. What do you mean? I know, but to me in my head, brunette is dark brown. <laughs> okay, okay. What's the term for? Do you say light, light brown? brown. Not like brunette. He is wrong. Like <laughs> There's that colour between blonde and brunette that's light brown. Mousy brown. I don't know. Yeah. Like right. I still think you It's if... like when I think of someone who's red, they've got darker brown hair. I think it's like 
I'm, you know, I'm not with you on it's this. It's like you're blonde what? until you cross like, a threshold yeah. into brunette. Like and I we're know, all like, brunettes here. Like, you say what hair do they have? Do they have black hair? No. Okay. Do they have brunette hair? No. Yeah. Do they have blonde hair? <laughs> like, do they have red hair? Like, like I know. Like you're spandex. Those are the hairs look, and gray. Look, you're technically gray. you're te- white. You're technically correct. But when you think a brunette, it's darker brown. <laughs> I everybody, can you please write into the podcast and. And we'll put up we a poll on Twitter about this. Um, because, yeah, I feel like we're the same ones here. Um, oh, my yeah. God. Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, as he currently is now, yeah. maybe could play the Phantom. But he it's 2004. Was he doesn't no, give no. me Phantom yeah. vibes. I d- yeah, I don't. I don't. I think he's he could. Fa- but I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's more. He needs to be. He doesn't like playing handsome anyway. Like, and there has to be an element of. <laughs> yeah, that's that's part of. He knows that. Yeah. It's like it's best in like Nightcrawler and then that ambulance movie coming up. I haven't seen it, but it looks ambulance. dope as hell. Oh, you talking of trailer watch? The guilty? No, no, no. ambulance. It's oh. Yaya Abdul Mateen the second and yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Bay's ambulance. And they and they do a bus. I mean, they do a, a they're rain. brothers. They're brothers. Okay. And then their getaway vehicle is an ambulance, but there's a shot cop in the car. The cop they shot in the raid. And, and so they've got. A, and so the cops are like, "Don't blow up that ambulance. We we got a brother in there." And then who else is in there? That girl from uh, that woman from um, I I care a lot. Uh, the oh, oh, the girlfriend, no. oh, Asa, yeah. Asa Gonzalez. She's yeah. the ambulance driver. She's like, "I'm not into this." And then anyway, it uh, James the was trailer, like, "You got to watch this trailer." And I was watching it. And I was like, "I'm into this. This is rolls. good. <laughs> it's gonna be good." Okay, I'm gonna get us back on track. I want to okay. check a little little bottle in the mix. Okay. The set design, the production design. Mm. I think the production design is fun. That's I, good. Yeah. I think I also really enjoy the sense of like the livelihood of the life of the opera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So whenever they have, they've got quite a few opportunities to do so of just showing like all of the chorus girls getting ready, the horses that are backstage. The, yeah. Like there's a, a, so many animals. There's a shot of the um. Just like the people sculpting like props yeah. out of the, you know, like it's all of the different kind of uh, little sections of people all working on the opera yeah. things together. I really love that that sort of sense of like we can travel the camera through and we can see all of these different fun things that are happening. Um, yeah, it sort of gets a sense of like the life of the theater and like I think, the busy. Sort yeah, of I think for the most part, I like it. I like the theatrical stuff, like the the flames and the in the in the yeah. opera stage. We have a lot of like operas within an opera. Mm. And I like the, um, yeah, just the liveliness. But to me, I just like I can't get it off my head that it's a set. I'm just like, oh, I can it's see, very much a set. I'm like, I, kind I can of see like it. This, <laughs> can, you know, it embraces it. It's yeah. like I don't know. Like some of it just looks kind of like not as luxe as it could be. Like there's a oh, cheapness sure. to this. It's not like super super cheap, but it's like it's not it's not giving me like like money. You know, it's right. it's like Full money. Like yeah. who's giving me money? Carlotta like that's it <laughs> new but money like, but new still money. yeah you know. but money but lavishness like at no point was I like wow at anything Christine wore like Christine <laughs> could have been like in really like yeah. nice for like her first gr- song 100% like, yeah and like that would have um, compensated for other things you Maybe can I really like, tell wow. that mm. Andrew Weber is the producer on it um, you know, and is that's slightly gaudy but... because of just so much of it is just the same 
reproduction is the, is the <laughs> yeah where it's like okay so she's got to be in this like particular type of costume for yeah. the first song and then she's got to be in this nightgown with the big frilly sort of uh, open yeah. ruffles for the and phantom of the opera scene that's like her uniform she has one in every color mm. yeah it's yeah white like beige here light brown and brunette she does <laughs> <laughs> so it's like- so it's like a, yeah, a, a reproduction of... Yeah. yeah, and not completely. There are definitely places where it expands upon the, the thing. But the if you've mythos. got, if you have a particular... I feel like it's not like they've made a... A lot of the time they haven't made a change. The only times that they have made changes have been like, ah, oh, that's dumb. Like when um the Mask of the Red Death outfit that the Phantom wears when he arrives at Masquerade, they just gave him like just a red clothes yeah because he usually it's has like the cool. big hat and stuff yeah like that, he's right? got like this really fun costume in the musical and i was like ah oh, if you're gonna keep repeat these other things why not repeat that one that was the, yeah. you said you've just done this really lame he, red clothing he just wore like a like a squid games jumpsuit yeah from halloween um, yeah i like the little like miniature set that he has yes. and like yeah. the the the, the, the the dolls with the heads that I are feel like, like if we're going to talk about heads, camp, really can cute. we talk about the decor and the fandoms? Of, yeah. of course. Yes. Uh, of course. Christine being laid to rest on, on a peacock a, a bed. Swan, a, a, a peacock, peacock bed. Yeah. Uh, where, in which the fandom pulls a cord and there's a little curtain Veil. of black lace that comes before, which, oh, we were just weeping yeah. at that. They, um, we have the full lake underneath. I mean, the the water underneath the. Uh, we've got the, the sewers, the situation. Yeah. We've got um, yeah, and then there's this little tiny theater that he's built where oh. he's created the set design, the little yeah. characters, removable heads, so he can swap who's playing which role. Yeah, I love like the statues were a big part of yeah. our admiration of the film. Yeah, like first of all, yeah, as you've mentioned before, the svelte kind of like. <laughs> You know, fit and perky titted statues. <laughs> all those, so, like, and they're brass. all golden. Yeah, um, golden. We, they're golden. We have pe- uh, tiers of them. So up, up in the um, the top of the, the opera house, we have some uh, some you know old concrete ones up on the roof, mm. and then we also get some uh, statues in the cemetery as well that look like those those fucking two dudes from oh Lord God. of the Rings. The like, cemetery ones fucking slap. Like, yeah. <laughs> they look like Dementors. They look like Assassin's yeah, Creed. Yeah, they look. You know that scene. In Lord of the Rings where they're passing by the two dudes yeah. holding up their hands. It was like that, except they didn't have time for that. They were Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Their heads were bowed. Um, the cloaks were like statues. over yeah. their eyes. Mm. Um, yeah, like big in scale as well. They're huge. You've got like different sizes. You've got busts. You've got like a whole song throughout yeah. the um, the graveyard, which I like the graveyard. The song, uh, the the song can, can be buried in the graveyard. And so this is a lot of sets. So like I checked to see the budget and it's between 70 to 80 million. And it made... <laughs> what? Yeah. And it made 154.6 million. So this was a... Oh, it did pretty good. A decent success. Yeah. It made its money back. Um, but yeah, it is It is a it's a lot of lot of money. Yeah. I like the makeup. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> they looked old. Oh, the old age oh, yeah, makeup. Old oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. half of the time I forgot that it was Patrick Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good thing. Yeah. Well, I think... I mean, I was more interested by him old, even though he was kind of doing the shaky The shakes, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm old. He doesn't, I don't think he says anything. No. For whatever yeah. reason... So in the musical, it's just that intro before the big the chandelier goes up that they use this sort of like old royal time but for whatever reason they decided to include these little flash forward moments throughout in which we see Raul just being he's, around he's on his way to the old. cemetery just yeah, thinking slowly about his over life. the course of several scenes dotted throughout the film 
finally gets to the grave and it's the grave of his dead wife, Christine. And it's, which I'm just like, why did we need to, to well, include this? Well, the supposed payoff of it. Like, no one gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah. As he sees a rose next to it and he realize, and it turns to colour for some reason. And he realises that the Phantom is also pining for Christine. Is the implication? I guess so. Yeah. That he's still alive and he... The Phantom's still well, alive, he, Christine's or, dead. Or he was still alive to the point, like, he outlived Christine because he was able to place... But the, the rose, rose still looks pretty fresh. Yeah. Oh, so it's I like a pretty recent rose. Oh, I see. Mm. Okay, yeah, good point. Yeah. Prosecutor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, cool. I'm just like, I feel like the original ending of the Phantom just disappeared somewhere and his, his, he left his mask is then, still the ambiguous ending of the Phantom still out there somewhere. Well, yeah, like, and it'll like be, just leave it there. It'll be awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, Meg comes in with those hot pants and then like, yeah, picks, picks up, up the, the mask. mask. Yeah. Huh? What a great ending. Um, so I'm just like, what a, st- a phantom in the opera? What a story. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Um, yeah, so... Um, Any other let's bottles? Get, let's get our knives out. Oh, I wait, I have one like... more bottle. Oh, yeah. Uh, the bit where Patrick Wilson jumps on the horse. Oh, was very good. Good. Uh, he just sort of Hottest jumped on moment. one move. We were all like, Hottest oh, moment wow. of Raul. Um, it was yeah. very impressive horsemanship. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have any other bottles. No. I mean, like... If there is, we'll get to them. But, we'll you know... Find them. I think it's time I'm, for the banana. I'm chomping yeah. at the bit. Yeah, so yeah. Let's jump in. Well, first of all, Patrick Wilson is a very beautiful man. I'm not sure... I like, think he's got, like, an appeal to him. I think he's kind of hot. He's very sexual to me. I... Even in, in, in Watchmen, he was very sexual to me. <sighs> Even when he fucked... What's her <laughs> Mel face? Ackerman? Yeah. And, and, and like... Oh, to the tune of Hallelujah, with her whore boots on. It was amazing. I'm just like, I like him as an actor. I don't think he's, he's particularly hot. He's, <laughs> I guess he's I think he's hot. He's I don't energy. think he's sexual. Though. He's normal. I feel like oh he's my very, God. like, Have you seen him in pristine. Little Children? Have you seen him in literally not. anything that he's been on? Yeah, but Little Children is all about him being fucked up and... Yeah, he's hot. Yeah. Okay. Fucked up is hot. Excuse anyway, me. Anyway, <laughs> the problem is here, he's got really bad hair. It doesn't look. It this, doesn't look that good. He, like he looked Hanson, okay? Like he yeah. looks like the fourth Hanson brother. It's very much yeah. the same problem we had in the Duchess uh, with for, uh, old Dominic Dominic Cooper, Cooper and his and, bad And like wig. even even what's his face? Like Rupert Friend didn't lo- didn't look that bad in um, Mrs. Palfrey, but again the haircut. It's a yeah. It's not flattering. Look, this this haircut plagues one in five attractive <laughs> men, okay? And it's a real problem. Are you an attractive man <laughs> yeah. and you've got hair that's just a bit too long? Do you <laughs> occasionally off. get compared to Hanson? Um, yeah. Go to some, the barber. Look, some people suit it. Some people do. Who's, they do not. Who's handsome? Ha- I thought you said Hansel the first time. Hansel Hansen. and Goon. No, Hansel. Mbop. Mbop. The brothers? The, the oh. three brothers? Oh my god, James, you don't, don't know Hanson? They have hair down there? Yes. I think I vaguely recall. Oh, See, when we were kids, we all thought that the youngest one was a girl. Was a, yeah. Because I had long oh. hair and that just, he just had an unbroken voice. I thought voice. the middle, middle one was kind of girly looking. Um, yeah. okay. I think it was just we, we just we just didn't remember that like boys also have voices because <laughs> yeah. like, he was a child. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if men with long hair do it for me. I don't know. Some people. Some. I mean. Some people suit like, it. I don't, look, some people I don't suit it, it but room, not Patrick but, Wilson. Yeah, some people definitely suit it. I'm just thinking of who. Maybe Momoa, but I feel like I like him with short hair. I like Rupert. Hot. I like Rupert Friend with that hair. I think he looks hotter with short hair. He does, but you know. Yeah, but that, that face—that's but again, that, it's like that's the a, face is too bad. That's, a, that's an oh, spite of the we hair. Just, it, we just like d- okay. Orlando Bloom. Duh. Orlando Bloom, yes. Yeah, but Legolas. you said that with Legolas, and I'm like, nah, no, he's like, just a boring no. boy for me. He hot. 
That was, that was one of the first have, moments for me where I was like, oh, he's kind of hot. Have you As seen, a kid? But then him fucking around with like curly hair around New Zealand just being a Yes, that's goofer. his natural, but he's in a fantasy, James. <laughs> elves, I do not like elves. Uh, I think I said this on a previous one. <laughs> like, elves don't do it for me. There's not, not into that look. Um, and that um, is my flag. Um, that's where I stand. I um, love, I don't know, I love a beachy long hair. Like, like not too oh, long, yeah, yeah. but like around here. Yeah. Beachy curly kind of like. Yeah, if it's Kind of dumb. It's when it's straight. A little tan. Then I'm like, nah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, the hair is bad. Um, it's and bad. And the character is deeply bad. It's so bad and so, boor- it's not even just bad. It's some of boring. the bad things that are just bad with Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the plot of Phantom of the Opera, pretty bad. <laughs> like, pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, so it's about this, <laughs> I think, this I, girl okay. uh, who is, she's got two romantic options. She's got no inner life. Um, and yeah. the romantic option number one is a creepy guy that lives beneath the, the opera house who's been stalking her since she was a literal child and has become obsessed with her throughout this time. Kidnaps her multiple times, is a ma- mass murderer. Uh, she shows no affection for him and he sort of like drags her around. Totally. Um, the second one is just like a guy who she knew as a child who like comes back into her life and has like a very entitled attitude to all of her attention. You know, like he's like, come out, let's go for dinner. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, haha, I'm coming back at eight. He immediately proposes after they've known each other as adults for like one day. Um, And, you know, he's like, he's also pretty bland and boring. He's so bland and boring. Yeah, but I think, I think you skipped over the thing that the Phantom fucks. Like the Phantom (laughs) should be, not in this film, but he's, he's the Heathcliff. He's the bad boy. He's like, oh damn. Do I want to like this dude? This like, is the only way makes that, me sing. This is the only way that Phantom can work. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. if the Phantom is so attractive that it makes it. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like so I think that, in those like also Wuthering Heights is story. also bad. Jane Eyre is also bad. These are all bad stories. Yeah, bad it plots. depends on what you say by bad. <laughs> like they're, they're all entertaining. Like yeah, they could be entertaining. Well, actually, Wuthering Heights is just bad. Like it's just not a good film or not a good not a good um st- not I, a good book. I disagree. Um, but... Wuthering Heights is boring and bad. And if you like it, then Ooh. you're a bad person. No. <laughs> Other guys I just don't like. Um, but, you but, know, fans of the opera, like, yeah, like, sure. Like, what like, do you mean can, by bad? What does bad mean? Like, like bad isn't problematic? Bad isn't, like, as in just like ba- who, well, who badly are you made? supposed to aspire like, to? It's just, like, a sad story. I about... don't know. It's just a fucking, like, trip. You're it's just like, ride. shit, it's this ride. guy's hot. Oh, no, 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 I gotta be good. I gotta be good. And I also then you go just away. think, it's yeah, about, Wuthering Heights. Tale. Like, we talk, if we talk about Wuthering Heights, like, all of Why the characters. Why are we talking about Wuthering Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that I'm talking about. Oh, I was talking about Phantom. No, no, no. I'm talking about specifically Wuthering Heights. It's just a whole lot of terrible people. Like, the only interesting part is the ghost at the very beginning, and then it's, like, boring after that point. And then it's like the descendants, and then the descendants are also terrible. Yeah, because oh, Heathcliff is fucked like, up oh. about Kathy dying, so he's gonna try and steer them I don't together. Care about him. That's messed up. I did a class with Wuthering Heights in it. Never read it. <laughs> I, ex- I I I had to do a class with Wuthering Heights in it, and I had to write various essays on it. Yeah. And I had to read it, and I'd already read it once before, and knew I didn't like it already. And I, had to I read should it read it. I feel like maybe I'd enjoy it, or maybe not. I don't think. I just guys. know there's Kathy Juniors and Kathy Juniors, Heathcliff Junior, Linton Junior. There's a whole bit to- written in this like bad like country folk dialect because the nurse is the narrator. Right. Oh yeah. Oh. But we don't have to care about Heathcliff. You have to care about someone. Yeah, I care about the kids. I don't. 
I don't have any. <laughs> anyway, I care about okay. the Kate Bush song. Yes, the Kate Bush song, the best thing that came out of Wuthering Heights. Okay. Great. And again, it's based on that bit with the ghost at the beginning, the best part. There you go. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I don't Phantom. know. Like, I think the Phantom could be an exciting watch if the, the actors brought it. You know, bland roles could be like all of a sudden in the hands of a right person be compelling. Like there could be this weird psychosexual tension yeah. between the Phantom and, and Christine. Yeah, but it could be. But there's not. <laughs> the problem is I feel like for there to be a weird psychosexual tension, you need both of the characters to be oh, exactly. well-rounded human beings. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> or like interesting complex well, the minds I of their own. There's nothing, like, I can sort of root for the Phantom. I can see where he's coming from. He's the most interesting character. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing for me there for Christine. Like, literally, in this film, like, Carlotta is the best part. And then, mm. and then everyone's like, Christine is great. And I'm like, where, bitch? She sucks. It's the whole thing. She's like, got no stage presence. Even in, like, the musical itself. Christine is written as a legit soprano role for musical yeah. theatre. So that's her style of voice that she's written for. Carlotta yeah. is written for an opera soprano. Yeah. So whenever Christine sings Think of Me at the start, you're like, why would they cast her? Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. singing it in the wrong style. <laughs> like, yes, she's good, but that doesn't mean that she should be in the opera because, like, yeah. I can sing quite nice, but I can't sing in the opera. If I was cast in the opera, it'd be pretty bad casting. Okay. But yeah. So my argument for why Christine is like this is like, you know those gothic novels that, you know, Jane, yeah. Austen, Jane Austen took took the piss off out of and all that stuff. And she did correctly, because they're bad. <laughs> so it's archetypes, right? It's like very bold, obvious kind of archetypes and very simple kind of stories around like, I'm an innocent ingenue, should I like, yeah, get pulled this way? And it's just like the, the drawer of evil. Um, yeah. Just as a in a very like simple like thing of like I just went to a drawer of evil and I was like <laughs> a drawer, of, a drawer evil. of evil. Yeah, that's that that scene in June where he like puts the hand in. Ugh. What do you feel, pain? Um, yeah, it's the the drawer of of evil. You know, it's just like what if uh, you know you you get pulled into this horrible kind of relationship yeah, I buddy kind of is yeah funny. i get that i just need to know if i like water heights or not <laughs> no, i have to read it now or watch the movie <laughs> yeah yeah this is a this is a big uh, um but i get that i get that point for phantom 100 it just it wasn't in this movie it's not in this yeah. movie i guess i'm arguing for the story itself and yeah. if you want like a really i also saw that remain uh version uh with you first kind of lockdown yeah. like and i that, think it, that that's version, the best version of this yeah. musical it's and yeah. because he is like a very very compelling as mm. a performer and you get a really good sense of i think yeah your, your phantom kind of makes or breaks it right like yeah. he has to be this yeah. right level of like tormented and also like passionate and also very vulnerable and all these other sort of things and i think ramin does a great job of that Gerard butler just kind of sort of blustering a little bit like yeah, and, yeah. And, he, and, and because he can't act through singing it means that most of that's where his emotional stuff comes out is through yeah. those singing moments well he, it, he doesn't just, get that much lines don't get much. Yeah. Of nobody does yeah and yeah, yeah. And um but Chris, i think the problem is christine christine is, is so bland um i think like a good actress could make her decent like make her like quite com- especially with her relationships with either of the yeah the protect like with the love interests but like yeah, I don't really know anything about her except that her dad died. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Never met like, him. Like she, she literally had like a whole fucking five minute song in the graveyard talking about her daddy issues, and I'm like, 
girl, we know, like... Girl. But I think, yeah, it's literally, like, her whole thing is just that she's an ingenue and that her sort of... The thing that is prized about her is that she's beautiful and virginal. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, like, all that's interesting about her to yeah. either of these men. And I think that's kind of what's just just really fucking sucks about this as a show yeah. um, and as a storyline. It's just that you, this, our central character is hey, so passive, so boring. Blame, and, yeah. blame the man. Blame A-L. Uh, ALW, Gaston mm. LaRue, both of you. I have words. Um, but Did you say yeah. it was based on his real life? Uh, I mean, Semi autobiographical. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, you know, very Allegedly. much based on his attraction to yeah. Sarah Brightman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it's very much like, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a way that you could do a different. Like, I think this is one of the shows because it's been on Broadway for so long, you yeah. can't do a different production of this. You can't do yeah, a reinterpreted yeah, yeah, exactly. version. Yeah. And I'm like, I think there would be a, a really interesting way of doing Christine differently. Yeah. And yeah. I think if you made Christine less of a wet blanket. Yeah. Um, I want her to be that, a that conniving, be ambitious bitch. Yeah. yeah, she's been like if she's working with the she's, Phantom she's to overtake working, Cullen. Yeah, exactly. She's all about Eve. Exactly. She's yeah. very much this wide-eyed, like, oh, I didn't know that people would get hurt if I became the lead soprano, right? Um, yeah. And it's she's just played the, like the total innocent, and I think there's much more interesting stuff. For yeah, sure. she's just she's got an ambition. But I, I don't think you'll because yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber had this huge hand in this movie. He's the producer. This is how it's, he wants it to be. It's done. the same as like Rocket Man with Elton John being the producer. For that. Like, <laughs> that, like my ex-boyfriend was the devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So of course you're gonna see a version. Um, you know, it's still yeah. entertaining in its own way, but it's like, oh, well, this is clearly steered by yeah, yeah, one yeah. person's perspective. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah, Christine is severely kind of limited, and there could be a lot more. And fun her to be had relationship with her all boring. Boring. Both of them so yeah. boring. Yeah. Also, and he just sucks as well. Like, yeah, and he he's sucks. also he's just he's he's also well, he sucks, a domineering man in the classic like way that everybody was in the 19th century. Yeah. He's not and like he's, been interesting. And he's trying to be framed as this hero. Like yeah. all of those moments of like, no, you're coming to dinner and stuff like that. But also, there's so many we points throughout like, uh-huh. the the musical where he just doesn't listen to things that she says. Like she's like, I don't want to go on and be in the musical as like a trap for yeah. uh to uh, for yeah. uh the phantom for this big thing i think things are gonna go bad and he's like nah 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 just go just sing like sing for me it'll be fine yeah. and, then, and then immediately the phantom comes in and it's like haha kidnap time and then literally <laughs> some of the other characters are like just there like meg and even her mom meg. madame jury didn't really do much she got her big story yeah. and then what I don't she's think... not gonna go any further. But is, she doesn't get the, the story in the, the musical, but she must. Does she get like she a song? She has a little. No, she doesn't get a song. She has a story, but it's not as detailed. I want to say oh. Miranda Richardson is pretty good as an actress. Her hairline in this movie got <laughs> whacked to fucking oblivion. It's like, bitch, are you little Edie Beale? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I don't know. She didn't, wasn't really given much to do. No, Meg less so. Meg, Meg is like, I feel like famous for being a character that has nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, just like the iconic character that has nothing to and do. And it's pretty brutal to watch Shumaka does with her in terms of her lines. <laughs> yeah, the only fun bit she has is that she goes, he's there, the phantom of the opera, every time the phantom appears. And it turns into, he's there, the phantom of the opera. <laughs> And you know what? That was a bad moment, but that could have, like, that dialogue could have been replicated in other scenes where they yes. sang. Because yeah. some of those fucking songs bore 
ring, bitch. So they have this thing where they decide, and I, I bet this, Andrew Lloyd Webber was a screenwriter on this, and this is him just being like, no, my was work he? is was so Was he? Was he a screenwriter? Yeah. yeah. It's him being like, my work was so good, I have to, you know, have the approval. So it's just him, and then Girl. just Joel, there wasn't like an outside writer, <laughs> yeah. it was just yeah. like the director and the playwright. And like, I don't think he even wrote the book for the original, but anyway. Um, but like, uh, yeah, so there's all of these... In that second half, especially. There's all of these recitative songs that are just boring as hell. Mm. And like, we could just cut that and have a dialogue scene. And then occasionally, it's not like they've just tried to preserve the entire musical as it was written, because occasionally they will just cut some music and they'll just have people talk the libretto at each other, which like is one of the worst things they do in Rent, the Rent oh. movie adaptation. I don't know if you've seen the Rent movie adaptation. No, I haven't. Uh, there is some point, like that's a fully sung through show. Yeah, yeah. So there are just points in the musical, in the um, the movie adaptation, where they will just be talking and it's clearly like rhyming, mm. <laughs> but they're just like saying it. <laughs> they're trying to make it and natural it's like, dialogue. Just, just write it as dialogue yeah like, just rewrite or, it or just Come sing on. the whole way through yeah like, exactly you know, yeah just keep it like one or the other i think i think fully sung through can be like tough in in cinema yeah, yeah. so it would need to be very it. very yeah. like cut down and also stylized yeah i i could see it working but probably not for this but yeah. i think just for this that the scenes aren't that aren't they it's not that important but yeah. like just 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 tell us what's happening in the scene do some scenes um i think yeah, one of my big problems is just some logical inconsistencies in the film. <laughs> is he magic? Is he not? <laughs> are they French or are they not? Like, some of them are they are supposed to be French, but some of them are speaking in their natural accents. And some of them are speaking in French accents. What? Yeah. Um, if it's cold, why is your cleavage out? <laughs> it's fucking snowing. Like, come on. I think the funniest thing in terms of is the phantom magic or not is I just found it really funny in that final scene where he's like, you can leave, take the boat. <laughs> like, just, you know. The magic lasso. <laughs> but the fact that, yeah, like, the boat, you, you could be like, oh, maybe it's just, like, an imaginary part of the set dressing, but no, that's yeah. a canonical boat that exists yeah. in real life in the world. I feel like uh, at every kind of point, they were like, seems magic, but actually, logical reason. And it's like, I don't know, they felt like they, they had the, they felt the need to, like, explain it and these little yeah yeah, and because it is a dumb thing where like yeah in the musical he's like 80% not magic 20% magic well that's (laughs) the thing if he had because if he had magic why couldn't he just like rule the roost you know (laughs) like just force them to do what he wants exactly you've got fucking magic yeah fucking move their heads around like (laughs) he was doing with the dolls yeah because we also don't learn any of the rules of his magic. No. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's got a magic lasso. you got to keep your hand at the level of your eyes to watch out for And you know what lasso. I was missing? Did he have an organ? No. <laughs> he no. doesn't have an organ? No. I don't think he did. Is but that, he does. Is he's that, supposed to have an organ. Is that just like a pop culture thing? In the musical, thing? he's got an oh, organ. Oh, okay, cool. He but doesn't he have, doesn't one, have yeah. one. I think Gerard couldn't play it. Maybe. Because I'm just like, give it. me an organ banger. Because I always find the funny thing in the musical. So you're talking about how like... Fan of the Opera goes straight into um, Music, Music of the Night without yeah. much in between. There is that little word, I have brought you. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he, and he's musical, playing, he's playing. He starts by like, playing uh, it on the cool. organ. Yeah, because I'm it. like, well, that's iconic. Quite, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's also you very funny because he stepped out of a boat and just is like, boom! <laughs> <laughs> you know what they did? They, re- they were like, I know how to cover this candles because oh <laughs> there are so many candles. goddamn candles that, that moment where like um 
what's his face Raul was just like going after them and then he just fell through that grave. <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> that was so good yeah. it just turns into like yeah this yeah, small like, this, like action scene. scene yeah that little video game sequence. honestly I felt like I could see Gerard Butler just totally relax every time he had to do something actiony like yeah, there's the bit where yeah. he's doing the yeah. he's got a like action scene where he's up on the uh, kind of the rigging area of all the mm. lighting where he's trying to fight this one guy and hang him um, yeah. and he's like jumping over all of the swing bridges and then there's a bit where he's like sword fighting Raul and there's like bits mm. at the end and I'm like he's so much more in his element there well yeah and in that sequence where he's like trying to kill Raul like there's a bit of singing but it's mostly kind of speaking yeah. in the final sequence and he's like it's the best acting he does yeah, thing. Because... Both, and he's, honestly for both of them <laughs> yeah even though Patrick Wilson is like a really good singer, he is not. Yeah. He cannot act through singing. He's not. Or, yeah, or he cannot lip There's sing no charisma in this in this performance from yeah. Patrick Wilson, yeah. or from anyone. Honestly, Emmy Rossum was the worst one. Emmy Rossum was just like. I think she's really bad. Really yeah. bad. Like, she's just absolutely so boring. And there were points where we weren't sure what her face was saying it felt like what's that thing where they they first invented the reaction shot yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. would just put a blank woman's Eisenstein. face yeah Eisenstein. Yeah. yeah and it would be like you interpret her face differently based on what you, <laughs> you've just yeah. seen before so you show a shot of a man and then you yeah. show a shot of like breasts but you could show a shot of a man and a shot of like i don't know Fire. cabbage yeah because yeah. yeah. at one point she was in an in the opera that Don Juan, <laughs> Don Juan. Yeah. Um, and then she was her scene partner was supposed to be, you know, what's uh, his name? Pianji. Pianji. He was like, like a bigger man. Yeah, yeah. He was like he was a stocky completely dude. Different body different build. Different body type. Butler. And like the Phantom, like um, ambushes the performance, kills Pianji, and takes his place so he can have this love ballad with um. <laughs> yeah, with Christine. With Christine, and then Christine acts just like, wait. Like that, the, there's nothing yeah. different, and so there's this like, moment of realization that it was the Phantom, like maybe three quarters into the song. Yeah, at least that's how it, they played it, and it looks like she. Because I thought that I'm like, oh, okay, she realizes she, she the Phantom, yeah. she's playing along, and then there's just a point where that the acting <laughs> on her face was like, huh, like I've just spotted it's the Phantom, and it's like you've just done a Girl. whole song with him. Like, how have you not noticed it was yeah. a different man? That's a song that I think. Uh, can be a real banger, but it does it's have to be It's much better in the in the, the thing. Yeah, it's like El Tango, De La Roxanne, or De Roxanne, whatever. It's mm. you know, the Roxanne saucy. Mm. Um, but yeah, you need to have a lot of romantic chemistry, sexual chemistry between the Phantom and the Christine for Point of No Return to work. And I kind of case here. I kind of was getting it, the heat from them a little bit in that scene, like mostly from the dancers. But I think <laughs> yeah, I was cutting back they were gonna down. they were giving me a bit more sexual tension than before yeah um in but, that scene know, maybe like it more was than nothing maybe it was the spanish <laughs> costumes maybe it was her bare neck being fondled i don't know what it was mm. but there was something it was like it went from like negative five chemistry to like point zero one you know yeah. like yeah. i think the problem with i think i mean one thing we realized is that emmy rosson was like 17 when they filmed yeah. this yeah. and both like yeah, Raul and the Phantom are, like, played by people in their 30s, right? Like, yeah. I think they're in their 30s. <laughs> True. So, like, yeah. I'm like, if I was 17 and I had to do all of these, like, make-out scenes with these guys in their 30s, like, you it's know. It's just uncomfortable. It's just, yeah. They're not going to have any sort of romantic chemistry. Yeah, exactly, cause, yeah. Because, like, yeah, it's just. Yeah. And it's, I not, think, it's a bad casting pairing. I think, yeah. The casting really lets this film down. And I imagine Joel probably thought, oh, yeah, we'll get someone that's genuinely young and, like, 
will look really youthful and, and she's like, a very good singer like i think yeah, her singing yeah, voice yeah. is you know totally. is, is good like i think people complain about various things in terms of musical theater performers you know mu- like musical theater fans i think have a lot of um criticisms of all musical films because the people aren't sound exactly like yeah. the, the musical i think she sings this part like fairly well it's just that she cannot act it it's yeah. so she funny. Can't act it's still so funny that they've cast Gerard Butler who can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of honestly um, it's underrated how funny his performance is. I think his <laughs> his his notes, his line readings, like yeah. his vaguely Scottish sing, vaguely yeah. Scottish singing, like yeah. what it's, what's it's, happening? It's worse than Russell Crowe in Lemos, I think. Um Although that's also pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I think Maybe. Russell Crowe is worse to me. Yeah. But think? I think that if Gerard Butler had to sing live, it would be worse. <laughs> Maybe Russell yeah, acted right. it better. I don't yeah. know. I can't remember. But yeah. I don't know. Who yeah. cares? They both They're both bad. <laughs> um, are we at the bagel yeah, bit? Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think, I think we're done. Yeah, we're yeah. at hour 42. So. We're done. We gotta go. We're we're done. Done. I mean, it's yeah. a long movie, so yeah. Yeah. that's what you get. Bag or boof. Awesome. Um, Biff. <laughs> that's me <laughs> um shall i shall i go yeah, I mean, this, yeah. yeah this is also a bit from me i think it was James, pretty clear we've ruined your childhood I'm what sorry, do you James. think uh my pick is i'm gonna bag it oh, okay. i have a soft spot for i this think movie that you should because oh. it introduced me to musical theater and phantom it is entertaining it's just long yeah. and kind of well, there are things that could have been cut and, and otherwise there's a camp classic in what, there and there's this thing that happens with films that you've just watched tons as a kid where the bad bits happen and you're like you're just you're just like well yes this is the bit where it's really boring but like it's not (laughs) as bad for you because you just know that uh it's still boring oh my god but you're just the like thing when you're like showing a movie to someone for the first time and oh, you're yeah. anticipating the good bits and you're half watching you're like, the movie hey? half watching hey? the other person and they don't react to any of yeah. It. yeah and so yeah it's a it's a bag because of uh you know personal nostalgia reasons but also um because of a connection with my brother singing around the house oh. and also kind of seeing that seeing a bad actor and think seeing like they they must think that's really good. Like, we can sing like that, and we could sing well, like that. Well, you could say. I mean, we've also talked in our in our in our bottles. We talked about Andre and Furman, the two owners of the. Yes, you yes. know, and that was who you were aspiring to, and I think that is a perfectly good role model to aspire to. Well, there's those two, you know, like, yeah, yeah, as well. Like those are those yeah. were great performances, and I think that's a great example of yeah. like they don't necessarily have like the most tuneful singing voices in the world, but it's acted through and sold, think, and the passion is. Oh, there, it, it totally wasn't works. just that though. It was, I think the, it was James, definitely the Phantom I think James as well. saw himself in the phantom i know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you were like uh you know uh music of the night and stuff like that and you're like oh he's trying to go like and you're like, let's try that around the house and totally fail uh you know i know that it's really annoying for musical theater fans oh which i am as well but growing up as a kid Hey, it's great. I just flash back to Meadow Soprano singing Sun and Moon. Yeah. <laughs> for a little um Yeah. Um that's from Miss Saigon, another um classic from ALW. Yeah, like uh not to oh, from ALW. Not, that's Lynn Sean Oh, the Lamez Lamez boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if that will ever get a, a film adaptation. Oh, sure. I feel like it should. Like, although there was that filmed version that was there was really the filmed version with recently, um, with the John John Briones and uh, well, that's not really, ca- yeah. really count. I think. Yeah, it doesn't really no, count. it's not the full movie treatment. 
Um, so that is Phantom of the Opera. Uh, and uh, if you haven't seen it, it's long. It's long. <laughs> That's one thing we didn't See it mention. if you want. I uh, mean, why not? We had look, kind of a good time. We had a good time on it. Yeah. It's just... It's just not good. It's yeah. it's yeah. It's bad in my opinion. <laughs> I would uh, also recommend it. Not a fan. No. <laughs> if you want with a pH. If you if you want the best. <laughs> if you want the best version of Phantom, uh, yeah. if you can seek out that Ramin character, I would strongly recommend the 25th anniversary. Yeah, yeah. that's the best of version it. of it. Because yeah. then they all get together. They bring out the other Phantoms and then do sing at the well, end. Right? They do sing at the when, end. Kind Sarah of, Brightman yeah. comes on. Andrew Lloyd Webber is very creepy. The starstruck is like ah, Sarah. He introduces her as my angel of music. Oh no, Sarah Brightman. Look, if I ever, if I ever <laughs> want to revisit the story again, I will. I will do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, where can we find Mixed Bag? Uh, we can find Mixed Bag on uh, Mixed Bag Pod and Mixed Bag Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can contact us at mixedbagcontact at gmail.com. And so, yeah, for the next few episodes, we will be doing personal picks, and then that'll probably roll us around in time yeah. for Unless, Christmas. I don't know when House yeah. of Gucci comes out. House of so, Gucci. you know, we'll see. That's that's definitely priority Is number one. Is that this one. year for New Zealand? I, wonder. I don't know, but we're definitely seeing House of Gucci. Yeah. And uh, But for now, <laughs> that's a wrap. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.